Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 115 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Manny, did you hear that Cyberpunk got delayed on the PS5 and the PS4? <laughs> uh, I I mean, I wish. No, they they you'll see. They delayed it. They delayed it, yeah. I'm playing it right now. Well, not right now, but I was playing it a couple mm-hmm. minutes ago. And boy, it should have been delayed. But, but they did. Sony Sony delayed it for them. Yeah, Sony did that. They, <laughs> oh my fucking god, dude! Like I, the how large of a shit show this has become is unparalleled. I think. Yeah, because like, I mean, just like I'm trying to think. Fallout seventy six similar situation, mm-hmm. but this seems this had people had higher hopes for this. Where like Fallout seventy six, there was some trepidation because they're like, oh, I don't know, online Fallout. That's well, not really I, so I, Fallout seventy six. I think is hilarious in some aspects because like every time they showed footage, I was like, this looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is not going to be a fun game. And everyone I knew who was excited for it was like, no, nah, but like it's Fallout. It doesn't right, look right. that fun, but like it'll be different in the final game. And I was like, nah, dude, they keep showing the same stuff. Like. I don't think so. And then Which, it came out and it was exactly that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like they showed it. it. Well, in fairness, you also are one of the people that actively do not like Fallout 4. Yeah. So like them being like, this is Fallout 4, but online, you're just like, I'm out. Yeah, like I'm out by default. Yes. But like also <laughs> then when they at each thing, they were like, hey, we removed all of the parts of Fallout that people like. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Yes, where this, they were just like, we're going to show very specific things, uh-huh. and then we're going to send out review copies, but they're only going to be for PC, which I texted you that day. I was like, that's suspicious. That, that is, is fucking very suspicious. That is, but that does happen all the time with games in not, general. Not big games, though. No, it does. It definitely does. And this specifically like people are also trying to say like oh it's so weird that they weren't allowed to use uh footage for the embargo but that's always the case with games almost is that you can't use your own footage until the release day of the game yeah and that's that that that's not uncommon but yeah. I, I i mean i do think it is very suspicious when there's I, I, they, all these rumors they definitely they definitely didn't show the console versions on purpose that yeah. is for sure the case because there were rumors that they got delayed from whatever it was september to december or whatever mm-hmm. because the the base ps4 and xbox versions were not ready that was the big rumor mm-hmm. the the pc version was at least ready enough mm-hmm. as it turns out not quite as ready as you, <laughs> They were hoping even there, oh, but like, yeah. I saw IGN gave it like a four out of ten. They, yeah, they gave the four. console version a four out of ten, and a nine out of ten or whatever. Uh, nine out of ten for the PC version, PC. which like, hey, I don't agree with that. Anyways, yeah, I I've heard some weird things about this game, which I don't know if you want to talk about it now or wait till the year. We get into the games where you're. Well, so I mean, the news is mostly this game. So, like, right, right. I I mean, we can just start with the fact that they. It is so fucked up that they had to issue an apology. Mm -hmm. 
let me read this hot apology for you, Matt. Ooh, apology. Of the Star- it starts with dear gamers, which I already Ooh. hate. <laughs> First of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last gen consoles before it premiered. And in consequence, not allowing you to make an informed decision about your purchase. Mm-hmm. So this is them actively admitting mm-hmm. that they withheld the console versions uh, so that people would be duped into buying them still. Can I just say one thing before you uh-huh. continue? Yeah. I never want to see anybody say, like, good guy CD Projekt Red ever again. Oh, no, they literally pissed away any goodwill they could have possibly had with this. Because, like, they were known as, like, the most consumer-friendly uh, company in the history of the universe. Which is, like, bullshit in the first place. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll get to that. Yes. But, like, this just, like... Come on. They knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, exactly. There's no question. But they no, knew, no question. They knew there's a hundred million PS4s out there. And they wanted to get some of that sweet, sweet money. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. What? <laughs> That's a sentence you wrote in your apology? Like, what the f- actual fuck, dude? You mean you should have paid more attention to the consoles that you announced this game on? Mm-hmm. What? At a fucking Xbox press conference? <laughs> Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. That's a fucking bare minimum, my guy. The first round of updates has just been released and it didn't fix anything and actually made most things worse. Uh, They didn't write that, but that's my hot editorialization. Um, The next one is coming out within the next seven days. We've got like three days left for that to be true. Uh, Still waiting on it. Expect more as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we'll continue working. We'll release two large patches, starting with patch one in January. This will be followed by patch two in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. (laughs) We will inform you about the contents of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last gen look like it's running on a high spec PC or next gen console, but it will be closer to the experience than it is now. (laughs) Finally, we would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase. We would appreciate it if you would give us a chance, but if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates, you can opt to refund your copy for copies purchased digitally. Please use the refund system on PSN or Xbox respectively for boxed versions. Please first try to get a refund at the store where you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact us at help refund at cdprojectred.com and we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, we can uh, you can contact us for a week up until December 21st, 2020. Humbly, the people who run the company, PS, PC gamers will also be getting regularly r- regular updates and fixes improving this game. Um, this is wild because they admitted in their investor call that happened shortly after this that they did not consult sony or microsoft about the refund thing Mm -hmm. which people just assumed because they said that that it meant that they had worked out a refund thing because sony doesn't issue refunds Mm -hmm. except in very specific scenarios uh and the main way that, that you can always be sure to get a refund is to not download the game if you have not downloaded the game they will issue a refund but usually they are like really shitty they've actually been shitty to me about pricing errors on their end mm. and almost not giving me a refund for that 
where it's because like I, they said the game was on sale and I bought it and I didn't get the sale price. Yeah, I had one instance with Microsoft where they double charged me. Yeah. And I just wanted to get refunded, you know, because I didn't want to pay twice for something. And mm-hmm. they were like, we'll give you a one time uh, yeah. ex- or whatever you want to call it. Like, oh, this is just like a one time friendly thing. And I'm like, no, no, this is that, not th- me asking for like a refund because I bought something. I didn't like it. You charged me twice. I can show you my bank statement. That's what they said to me. It was specifically I bought Awesome Knots on PS4 mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be like 20% off and I bought it the second it went up so they like hadn't activated the discount or something. Oh, okay. And they were like, yeah, well, this one time we'll do this for you. And I was like, it's your fault. Yes. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, just refund me $4 and like let it be good. I don't understand. I bet they had to refund the whole thing and then you had to buy it again or something. Oh, they did. It was fucking wild. They refunded the whole thing but they they, i still had access to the game and then months later i didn't have access to the game anymore Hmm, weird uh so that's bizarre but like they microsoft is better about refunding things than sony is for Uh, sure yeah which Um, as far as i understand nintendo's as bad as sony with that stuff. oh yeah nintendo's i I mean they don't even know how the internet works so like what do you expect Uh, But, but yeah like steam is above and beyond the best when it comes to refunds Mm-hmm. so they they told people to go do this mm-hmm. uh and realistically the only places you would have been able to get a refund without hassle are like uh amazon and steam and right? gamestop uh and gamestop yeah because they have that new thing where it's like have it for 48 hours and you can get it refunded if you don't like it mm-hmm. don't isn't don't they have that something like that now i think they have something like that now yeah uh but i before you get into that i do want to say one thing from mm-hmm. that apology where they're like, I hope you give us a chance. Um, no, fuck you. People gave you sixty dollars. They already gave you a chance. Yeah, that's the chance. <laughs> when they hand you money, no. <laughs> like this game didn't get released in early access. Like they said, hey, this is it, my guy. Here you go. So this is what you do. You get it refunded. You wait until it goes on sale and everything's patched. Because it'll go on sale at some point in 2021 just wait until then it'll get it'll be on sale like next week i sure it's not a ubisoft game i don't know if it'll be that quick no i think it will be because i think it's gonna tank they've lost so much money they've lost their stock has plummeted so low they've lost over a billion dollars yeah but it's not gonna go on sale on playstation well i can't no. Yeah, that's that's where we're at now is that fucking so many people were hammering Sony's helpline that they had to turn it off <laughs> uh, and they just like it just went right to a voicemail thing and they were denying almost everyone a refund. Which and course. so what ended up happening was they pulled it from the store last night. I think it was last night. Uh and they just delisted it from the store and said, hey, man, we're taking refunds. Uh, and then earlier today, Microsoft expanded their refund policy to fully refund Cyberpunk for anyone who wants it. That is some unprecedented shit right there. <laughs> this didn't happen to Fallout 76. This didn't happen to Fallout 76. This didn't happen to No Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky wasn't broken. It just people felt like it wasn't what they were promised. Which is true. 
Yeah, which is they, true, and but it wasn't broken. It worked. I'm just trying to think. Like, I know, like Assassin's Creed Unity was like super broken. It's, Unity was super broken. I don't think they patched that relatively quick, though, in terms of like it being like super fucked up. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like other things that came out like semi recently that were like this bad. And I, the, the only, only one, one I can, the only one I can remember being this bad was Afro Samurai Two. Where mm. they de- the company themselves delisted <laughs> it and offered refunds and canceled the other two parts of it because they said this game was a failure. Uh, my only counter to that is Afro Samurai, not even close to as big as like Fallout seventy six. Well, no, exactly. Assassin's like it's Creed it's game. not a huge AAA release. No, no, like no, not as many people would have cared about that. No. <sighs> Um, so that that was the company though being like this game is a failure we are actually sorry yeah this is this is one of those situations where i'm i'm sad that giant bomb doesn't have hottest mess anymore although this is so late that they probably already did their game well no they are doing their game of the year stuff in january this year oh i guess i haven't been paying attention so they could do that in theory but they don't do it anymore yeah, but th- this is like fucking buck wild. Like yes, it's yes. unprecedented for a game of this caliber to be pulled from the PlayStation Store mm-hmm. because they don't want to let anyone buy it anymore so that they stop getting refund requests for it. Right. Like that that to me is fucking crazy. And like uh Steam I think extended the refund period to like the end of the month or something. It, it it just is incomprehensible to me that your game could be in development for eight years and be this fucked up. And like, I don't even I, is I, it I, so years? like I can't people are like trying to blame the developers. And that's not that is not what this is, man. Those people were crunched to death for years to try to make this project. And like, you know as a developer, like, hey, man, we need more time on this. Like, we need to be able to do better we made huge promises about this game the marketing team made wild promises about this game and like right now they can't be realized it can barely even be played by a lot most people on base consoles like we need more time and so they had that loan from the polish government and like obviously they probably were on a deadline for that they had made branding deals with so many different things you're on a time limit for that it's just one of those things where like the shareholders don't care they need you to get it out there but you know when they do fucking care when the stocks plummet Mm -hmm. and you lose a billion dollars also they delayed it a couple months ago and they got death threats and it turned into a whole shit show. Yes. But like that's to let's be clear here. They did not have to put it out because of the gamers. No, no, right? no, no. Like they, that saying... is, that is because of the fucking upper management and people who needed it to get out there. Yes. Uh, but like, let's not say like the developers were getting crunched. Because you can't tell me they're not like crunching even harder right now. Oh, no, right now. Like, yeah, it's fucking sucks. And so the one that I didn't even write it on here, I because I figured I would just get to it in a fit of rage (laughs) is it was put out there that they were not going to get a bonus unless it hit a fucking 90 on Metacritic. Hmm. And then CD Projekt Red had to pull that back and be like, oh, no, I guess we'll you'll all get bonuses regardless (laughs) of how it performs. Like you fucking better, man. What? You can't. I wow. It's fucking wild. Like yes. it just is inconceivable to me. And 
somehow there are still these people out there defending this fucking game and being like, oh, well, it worked fine for me. Who fucking cares, man? You you can't pretend like the game isn't busted as fuck. And then there are people out there who are like, I still enjoyed it despite the bugs. Like, good for you. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Like, this is this should not be acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, this... At all. I mean, like, a buggy game can happen. I've certainly played my fair share of buggy games at launch, and I definitely have a lot more patience for that stuff than you do. Yeah. I mean, there is a line here, and it seems like this game across that line... They didn't kind of screw it a little bit. They just went full like we're going to be worse than Fallout 76. Like when we when we talk about the games we were playing, like I'll tell you what my experience with this game was like so far. And mm-hmm. like if it was just like a ha ha funny open world visual glitch, like right, that right. would be a fucking miracle at this point. I would take that over what the fuck I have experienced with this product on a PlayStation 5. Yeah, like I, I always think to like Assassin's Creed Odyssey where in my like 60 to 70 hours of gameplay i think it crashed a couple times and i certainly had like frame rate drops and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was still playable i mean like the occasional crash it's like well this is kind of unacceptable but it happens it sounds like for you at at least it's crashing like oh it is (laughs) like i literally have never ever had a game crash this much yeah see ever And it just like also some of the other things that are happening, like at a certain point, the fucking people phasing through walls and stuff stops being funny. Right. Um. So like, yeah, I'd, CD Projekt Red should not get a fucking pass on this. Like, I don't care how much people like The Witcher 3 and bought into their like, oh, but see, we patched the movement and like we rehaul, we overhauled all this stuff to like give into your feedback. And we had this free DLC plan that was a fucking illusion and only gave like a bunch of generic quests to people. And then we charged you for the good parts, which is fine because I love that game and I love that world. But like, I could play that game start to finish the week it came out. Right. I could play it and not have it crash constantly. I could play it at a reasonable frame rate. It didn't have this many bugs and issues in it. Like nothing even close to what this is. And what I don't get is like people make it out to be like, they are this fucking Holy grail of a developer and they put out one great game. Yeah. And I, I just like I don't understand where their diehard fan base came from, especially because like I feel like the crossover of people who would be really passionate about The Witcher 3 and people who would really passionately defend this game do not seem like they would be the same people. I will say I think The Witcher 2 was a, a like a good game as well. It, just a very small niche game that not a lot of people played. Well, so in The Witcher 2 also had a similar thing where like they completely redid the beginning of that game mm. for like the first like five or six hours because like the, t- the tutorials were basically non-existent and it wasn't very okay. good. Like they redid all that for the console release and then patched it in later. And people were like, oh my God, they did such a good job. It's like, yeah, but like that's just like a bare minimum, man. Right, right. If your game is like has bad tutorials and like doesn't work right, like of course you should fix it. Sure. So it's just one of those things where like, oh my god, think of the support <laughs> over time. Like, yeah, but that you should just do that anyways. Yes. 
And so I'll I'll get off this. Oh, shit. I forgot. Open Critic also for the first time ever put a PSA on the cyberpunk page saying like, Hey, don't buy this. The console versions are dog shit. And we believe that they were actively not shown to try to conceal how bad they were. Wow. Yeah. Every time I look at open critic, the, the cyberpunk score just drops. And so I think they said something about like check back in January or February on this page and that's or February after the patches when they will, we will remove this notification. Ah. <laughs> uh, so like, that's crazy. It um, is. and it still has a pretty high Metacritic, uh, oh, overall, yeah. at least I thought it did. Maybe it's like plummeted now. I haven't seen the but... open critic is 80 because it was 90 on Metacritic. Oh, well, oh you're talking PC. Uh, yes, it's like, 80, it's 87 on Metacritic okay. now. Cause that's where it gets messy. Cause then if you switch over to like PS4, you're like, Oh, it's like 50. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, that just is, it's crazy. And yeah, it it's not like this is a game. Like it's, this isn't just any other game. This is one of those games that was hyped up to a mainstream audience as well. So it's not just like people like you and me who are way into video games that were excited for this game. Like everyone was excited for this game. Like this is on the level of like grand theft auto. Yeah. I mean, this was talked about on NPR last week. Yeah. Like it's where they had like Keanu Reeves. I mean like this hit like a, a weird audience where like, yeah, it, 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 this is, this is like the last of us where like, like, Someone I know who doesn't know anything about video games said to me, oh, hey, I saw an article about the game you told me you were going to play last week. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a real shit show. <laughs> and then I had to explain to them, like, why it is and like why it came out in the state it did and all this stuff. And it's just like, normally I don't have those conversations with the people about just like a game. I, it's very weird. Right, right. And so it's just like, and yeah, the marketing hyped it up and they hyped it up. And there are so many features that they had said were going to be in this game that are like not at all. Or if they are implemented or like a fucking joke. Yeah, I heard like when people when you get out of a car, like the whole world stops and waits to see what you're going to do. Interesting. Uh, you haven't had that happen. I have not had that happen. Apparently, that would they like they said that it seemed like that was a very common thing where like the NPCs just kind of like stopped and like wait for for you to like to see what you're doing. So I don't know. It just seems like a really weird game. Yeah, and like so, despite the fact that my brother was playing on PC and didn't really have many issues in like the crashing department, like things still break all the time, right. and visual stuff breaks all the time. And it just that at best, it seems like it's like an okay open world game. It seems like if you set your expectations accordingly, you can have a good time with it. I guess. But like my expectation was to like be able to play it. Sure. And I can't even do that properly. So like, yeah, I guess I guess that's a bare minimum expectation for any game, right? I should be able to play the fucking game. Yeah, that, that's that's the hope, and and that is why you don't see a lot of video games really utilized when you're talking like out of ten. Why mm. you rarely see games like below five? 
Yeah. Because it's supposed to, it's for like games like this, cases like this, where it's like, yeah, this is broken. Mm -hmm. It's a four. You can't even play it. Yeah. So. And I will say that's apparently not happening for everybody. Which I mean is always the case. Which is always the case. But like, there is no one, no one. And I mean this wholeheartedly. There's not a single person who has played this game that has not encountered a fuckload of bugs. Sure. It's impossible in the state it was released in. So it's just like, it's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, well, my experience playing through the game was magical. Like, no one could have had that experience. But like some people can just like look past that and be like, I'm enjoying this story for what it is, or I'm enjoying this as a fallout game or whatever you want to say. Sure, sure. And that's that's fine. Like if that's your thing, that's fine. But then like if the game crashes a bunch of times on you and you're just like, oh, that's fun. (laughs) It's not okay. Like that's fucking inexcusable. Yeah, but you're on the PS5 and it loads in so fast. But like it is it it, it doesn't really load in that fast. Yeah, sure. And I had someone actually say to me because I asked. Well, I'll I'll get into that later. I I had to ask on a forum if it was happening to anyone else. Okay. Because I like was just so convinced that there's no way this should be happening. Uh, Do you want to talk about devotion, Manny? I do. Okay. So for those who don't know, CD Projekt Red also owns good old games. Gog. Uh, is it is it good old games or is it just Gog now? I think it's just. Gog. I think it's just Gog now. <clears throat> um, but yeah. So I don't know if you know. Do you know anything about the game Devotion, Matt? I uh, I'm devoted to Devotion. Oh, okay. Well, it is a horror game made by I believe a Taiwanese developer, okay. and it was pulled from almost all stores it was on. I think it was pulled from all stores it was on because there was a joke left in there by the developer that made fun of the president of China uh, as, and it was, he was Winnie the Pooh, right? Oh, we talked about that. There were issues about this and when they didn't want, he was mad about kingdom hearts because Winnie the Pooh was in the game. And yes. And like, like Winnie the Pooh is legitimately banned from China. Like it, it's covered up. Like you can't, yeah, that's, bizarre so that was hidden in this game and when places realize that they're like oh shit we like doing business in china can't do that gog announced like at random this past week that like we're gonna release devotion on our platform and most people were like really why Mm -hmm. uh and then they just pulled back from it immediately (laughs) and so what it seems like happened to me well, they, oh, their reasoning was we heard a lot from gamers about this decision <laughs> and we're going to we're going to pull it back. And I was like, yeah, you guys have really been hearing from gamers a fucking <laughs> lot this week, huh? Uh, but what I bet happened was someone made this decision to put this on here. And then uh, an executive was like, oh, shit, cyberpunk selling like crazy in China. We like doing business in China. Guess we shouldn't do this. Yeah, or like China directly reached out to them. Was like, hey, get fucked. Yeah, so that's crazy. Like, you're already having a bad week there, guys. Right, right. We needed, this was needed to happen as well. I just don't get it, man. (laughs) I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Uh, And then the rest of the stuff is, you know, a little bit more. Well, I was going to say positive, but this one I don't know how I feel about Uh, before take two was going to buy Codemasters. And then we it was a rumor. And then we found out they had made a bid. Yes. EA said, nah, and they outbid them. (laughs) 
and now EA owns Codemasters. So I'm trying to figure out if it's better for Codemasters to be owned by 2K or take so, two or so I feel like EA has like a personal vendetta against take two now. Like they're trying to take all the sports from them. Like take two was making their sports games and they were like, oh, man, I, you guys can't do that anymore. We'll just buy all the licenses. And it was like someone at EA heard like they're going to make another racing game. Fuck that. Take it away. Or are they like we need someone who can make a good need for speed. Yeah, and it's just like I, I don't know, man. It, this this is just weird because like I hope that they just allow Codemasters to continue to be autonomous. But the thing that always happen. sucks with that is EA doesn't allow any company to do that, and then they run them into the ground. Uh, Bioware, yeah. Anyone runs safe. Anyone? Uh, and I mean every studio, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every studio they have, they do that too. So it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I I, I don't know, and it are they going to keep allowing them to make dirt or are they going to try to change the name to like need for speed rally or something so that then they can sell more copies because of the name, like what, what's going to happen there. I'm curious. Or just make a good need for speed game. Sure. Sure. Could they happen. could do that. Yeah. Uh, and then outside of that, there was a Nintendo Indie Direct. Uh, I just put a couple things on here that were standouts, and it was they started that Spelunky 1 and 2 were coming to the Switch this summer, 2021, which is cool because the Vita version was the best version of Spelunky, in my opinion. So now the Vita can fully be put to rest because Persona 4 Golden came out on Steam and Spelunky 1 and 2 were coming out on the Switch. So... That's cool. Uh, I am a little worried about how Spelunky 2 will run because like some of the like liquid physics on base PS4 like really fuck it up. Oh, really? So I wonder if they're going to change any of that for the Switch version or anything. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, they had Derek Yu on my homie oh, and cool. I love every time I see him. Yeah, if you and, haven't seen yeah. uh, look up the Derek Yu uh, no clip documentary. It yeah, is, very good. It's it's great. I highly it's, recommend it. His book he wrote also about uh, developing Spelunky is excellent as well. So, yeah. Um, and then I had been waiting for Cappy's uh, Grindstone to come out on Switch. Uh, the price had been put up a week or two ago. So I figured since they still said it was coming out in December that it would get announced. It's like a this is coming out now thing uh, that did happen. So Grindstone is now on the Switch. I have been playing that a lot that's cool it mm -hmm. is a good uh puzzle game that's very fun i like it a lot um and then the last thing they ended with a like oh hey one more thing and then it was the among us uh emergency meeting sound and i was like okay among us is coming to switch uh and also along with that announcement they announced on twitter that it will be coming to xbox when it is ready so sometime in 2021 they are going to be releasing that on xbox and then all platforms will be able to enjoy the among us action uh, that's exciting but like i wonder at this point how many people are gonna hop into among us you know i i mean they're gonna be updating it still and stuff so who knows uh, yeah i'm just kind of wondering at this point like it, it feels like to me a lot of the hype has died down yeah, I think the zeitgeist for it has definitely passed now, but I, I don't know. I feel like they'll still make a fuckload of money on it. 
So, you know, sure. Put it out wherever you can. I mean, it's a yeah, small you might as well. game. They can run on anything. So just just do it. Why not? Uh, and this last one is hilarious to me because of the way it was announced. Uh, Riot makers of League of Legends are making an MMO. And the vice president just casually tweeted this out. He was just like, hey, we're uh, I'm like heading up a new game thing. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be massive. And then someone said, is it an MMO? And he just said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Riot's making an MMO. And this is another thing. Like, I would try this. I would try an MMO that takes place in the League of Legends universe. Because as I've said, I think that that world seems cool and the characters seem cool. And I would like to know more about them. I would try an MMO made uh, in the League of Legends universe. So I hope to see more of this. I hope to see more of the fighting game. I am glad that Riot has finally decided to branch out and do a bunch of different things with their franchises that already made them more money than God. I'm just curious to see how these games turn out. So that's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, and for the news, that's all I really have, unless you have any hot breaking news you want to throw in here. I could throw something in there. Just sure. What do you what do you got? I don't know if you saw this tweet by PlayStation, uh, but Ghost of Tsushima, the multiplayer mode is adding four new uh, like uh, like unlockable costumes. Or oh, whatever. I did see this, actually. Uh, one is uh, God of War. Mm-hmm. One is Shadow of the Colossus, one is Bloodborne, and one is Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Uh, which the character, the the class I use is the the archer. So now I could dress my character up as uh, Aloy. But that nice. won't be until January 15th. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I know Nukio wants to do that raid, and I'm just going to have to delay it until January 15th, maybe. <laughs> I think I can get Nukio to do that, you know? Yeah, probably. Who knows? <laughs> or maybe we can just be so bad at the rate it takes until January. <laughs> You're going to sandbag? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I suck. Oh, See, no. I thought, like, it broke Nukio and he never wanted to play it again. But then it just turned out he was in Binghamton for, like, four weeks. Yeah. So now that he's back, he's going to, like, I guarantee this weekend, he's going to be like, oh, let's do that. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. oh, no. I'm pretty happy with what I did. I don't know if I need to do the raid. <laughs> but but then when that comes out, you're going to be like, oh, my God. I, I am so ready for the raid now. Sure, so much sure. time has passed. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so what I'm trying to say is I'm going to have to do a raid this weekend, and I'm not excited about it, Manny. Okay, cool. I'm not going to have to, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> Uh, you know what you're gonna have to do (laughs) (laughs) looking at the games you've been playing all right so (laughs) let's talk about the games we've been playing i guess i guess i'll start uh if we played this better we could have put cd project red as the last thing in the news and i couldn't have talked about it all at the same time and then we could have just slid right into the games we've been playing but i can't do it i couldn't have done it because it's just so much of a fucking bummer. So I have been playing Cyberpunk 2077. I would say I am about 20-ish hours in now. Um, and some people beat the game in less time than that. So uh, that's wild. 
but I'm playing on a PlayStation 5, and I will say that it runs at 60 frames a second always for me, which is cool. I think that that part is great. The part where it's not great is literally everything else about it. Um, I think the most egregious thing, which I've talked to you about a little bit, is that I literally, other than today, have never been able to play it for more than an hour without it crashing. Um, And it's like so dead on at being an hour that it seems like it's some type of memory leak. (laughs) Uh, So hopefully when they release their patch within the next couple of days, that is one of the like emergency hold off fixes until the big one in January that they do, because like it is actively killing my experience with this game. Even if I try to enjoy it, it's just like, oh, I'm really getting in the swing of things. Now the game fucking crashes and I just don't turn it back on. Right. Uh, And so there was one day I was playing it and I stopped counting after the 10th crash and just started playing something else. Um, And so that's fucking annoying. Uh, But let me let me paint you a picture here. The other night I booted this game up and I was all ready to play. I step outside my apartment and you can call your car. In this case, it's a motorcycle that I was calling and it's supposed to come up to you. It happens in the Witcher with your horse. It happens in most video games now that are open world games. You just like call your transportation to you, right? Yes. I call it and it shows. Usually it shows the thing drive up and shows you how far away it is. Sometimes it doesn't come close enough and you have to run up to it or whatever. What happened was the motorcycle got kind of near me and then turned around and started leaving. (laughs) And I could just see the counter of how far away it is getting farther and farther away. (laughs) And I said, well, that's weird. I try to call it again. Nothing. Try to call it again. Nothing. It's actually broken and I can't call any transportation. Uh, So that's great just a real banger to start off the play session. I then decide that I will do a quest that is closer. That is up in V the main character's apartment. I go up the elevator, which takes forever for that specific elevator ride. It takes forever. I do the quest and then I decide to do a quest. that's farther away. I go all the way down the elevator Uh, I am able to actually not call my motorcycle still. So I steal a car. I drive all the way across the town to the mission and it crashes immediately. (laughs) I turn the game back on. I am at V's apartment. So I have to uh, go all the way back down the excruciatingly long elevator ride, drive all the way back across town, but this time I can call my bike. So, you know, that's okay. I get to the mission area, kill everyone. And it says, Hey, you have to destroy this thing in the mission. Surprise. It's broken. And I can't, I have to quit load the save, which turns out is at V's apartment. I have to go all the way back down the elevator. I have to drive all the way back across town, kill everyone again and complete the mission. Uh, And it's just like a random side quest. So I get like a thousand dollars. Excellent. Perfect. I walk out of there. I see some thugs. I go to try to kill them. I uh, jump over something that is maybe a foot high and I die from full health. Because the physics in the game just sometimes fuck up like that. Sometimes you just like die from falling from no height. (laughs) 
I load it up. Thankfully, the autosave, uh, because sometimes I just forget to save because I'm not always sure it's going to fuck up so often. Um, so I load it. It's fine. I'm able to kill those people. I get some street cred, whatever. Uh, and like that, then it crashed again. And I said, I'm done for today. Like, I can't do it. And that's like pretty much an average play session, I would say. Um, so you just play till you just can't take the bugs anymore. Till I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Okay. And so it's one of those things where people are like, oh, but like fallout and the elder scrolls are buggy. So like, why can't you tolerate it in this game? Those games don't crash literally once an hour. Also, you can't, cause like, that's a huge reason why you just lost interest in fallout four. Yes, it is. And it's one of those things too, where like, I get it in an open world game. Sometimes you can't complete a mission and it's fucked up and you have to load it. Or like in the case of the elder scrolls and fallout, you have to wait for them to patch the mission because like NPCs will become uninteractable or like the thing will become uninteractable. And like in a game in games where there are so many things going on in a clockwork world, like something is bound to break eventually. So like in those games, usually I can give it a pass because it's like, Oh, well this one quest out of 18 billion quests broke. And in this, I feel like every quest breaks in some new and spectacular way. And I just don't, I don't understand how it can happen so frequently. And like people walk through walls all the time. So, okay, here's another good one. I earlier today was doing one of the main quest missions and you basically are waiting until these, this group of people roll up and then you have to turn on a generator and then go and kill a specific person and get a car key off them. I was able to kill most of the people outside and the person who you needed to kill to get the key from is inside. And the game is giving you a marker on the doors to enter this building. Like you should just be able to walk in the doors. I can't, it doesn't, it's not interactable and I can't get in there. Um, and I no longer, I could, I guess, go around the building to another exit or something or through the windows, but somehow the people inside the building spot me and they start phasing through the doors uh, so like I can't get in, but they can get out and they just like phase right through the doors. I kill the person because they come outside. I get the key, but then something like randomly kills me and I have to do it again. And I thought like, oh, maybe the doors are just locked. No, this time I'm able to walk right in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's like, what the actual fuck, dude? Why couldn't I walk in there before? What was wrong with it? And it wasn't even something where I had to interact with the door. They just automatically open when you walk near them. Like what? Come on. And just so many visual glitches and things like in the beginning of the game, I was doing Jackie, the main character's best friend goes on a lot of missions with you. And it's like, you're in stealth and there's like no music and he's just screaming full blast about like watch out for these guys even though you're not in combat and it's like all right man what just please shut the fuck up and it's just every single thing it's like you're trying to get immersed in this world and everything takes me out of it because everything is fucked up. I, the other night did a side quest and you have to go to find the specific fridge and let a guy out of it. I opened it up and he exploded out of it, but so did like a bunch of shards of glass. 
And it's like, okay, that's weird. But then the way NPCs spawn in this game is so fucking shitty that they don't just like spawn them off screen and then they like walk to you. They just appear. So like you're carrying this guy's body and it's like, oh, watch out for this gang, the tiger claws. And all of a sudden, just like a hundred of them spawn instantly in front of me and kill me. So I redo it. I just decide to not pick up the guy, kill them all. And then a bunch of other guys from a quest nearby triggered. And I accidentally completed another quest other than the one I was doing. And and I've also had like, I'm doing a quest and then like people will call you on the phone while you're in the middle of a quest with a bunch of dialogue and you'll auto pick up. And then that, dialogue will be going on over the dialogue of the quest and it's just like man what are we doing what the fuck is this like i get it open world games are janky but this should not be this fucked up right It it just shouldn't be and then even if you were to take all of that away and say this is a perfectly bug free game i still don't think it's good that was going to be another question eliminate all the bugs and it's just the game, do you think you would make your top 10 list? And it sounds like the answer is no. No, like I th- I think at best, this is a mediocre open world game. And like a lot of it stems from the fact that the one thing I expect out of CD Projekt Red, other than to make a game that runs, which is they couldn't story. do, is the world being interesting. Right. And what I think is fucked up is like, I really like cyberpunk lore. Like, I think that cyberpunk worlds are super cool. Like, I love the movie Blade Runner. I I think all cyberpunk stuff is super awesome. And this just doesn't do a good job of making you give a fuck about anything. Like, at the beginning of the game, you choose one of three life paths. And it's a street kid, so you grew up on the streets of Night City. A corpo, which is you work for a corporation and then decide to go against them. Or a nomad, where you live out in the desert badlands and then you come to the city. And they made it seem like, oh yeah, those like make so many differences. And like it's gonna, everyone's going to react to you differently. And the only thing that made it into the final game is sometimes you'll be able to choose a street kid option that's like, yeah, I know about drugs. <laughs> And it's like, it's meaningless and adds nothing. Yeah. That sucks. I saw something like 98% of like the choices you make in the game have zero effect on the, like the story of the game. Oh, definitely. Like there's always usually three options and one is like, yes, but generic. Yes. And then there's a second one that's like, yes, but I'm angry. And then a third one that's like, yes, but I'm a dick. (laughs) And it's like, that's what every choice feels like. Or sometimes you get two and it's two different variations of saying yes. Uh, And so like, that just sucks. And the world doesn't do enough to make you give a shit about it. And so one of the things that I keep going back to in my brain is I, when you would pick up like books and things in the Witcher, I would always read them because I thought they were interesting. Or like when things would come up in the menu for like a codex type thing, like mass effect, I would always read them right? because it's just like, I thought that world was cool and it taught me to learn more about the world instead of like showing you what the world is about in game, they just, there are so many books and that they're not books. They're called shards, but like you'll walk into any place. And in one mission, I picked up like 30 shards once. Mm. And so it's like, do I want to read all 30 of these if they were interesting, but all of them are boring or just like not written. Well, 
and like they don't give you greater context on the world or anything really but there are so many i have so many and it's just like this sucks this sucks actively and i i I just don't know what I, I don't know. And it's not like one of those things where they can make it better. Like they can't just fix it. It would have to be a different game. Right. Um, and so the part I do think is interesting is the main quest thing with Johnny Silverhand. Um, and it's not necessarily interesting because of Keanu Reeves as the character. I think it's just interesting because of the implications of what could happen at the end of this game. Like, I want to see how that arc plays out. And I'm going to be honest, it's going to be terrible, I think. Uh, my brother said he didn't like the ending. And I've seen from a lot of people that it has a deus ex uh the first Deus Ex reboot ending where it's like you just pick one of two options and then that's the ending you get. Mm. Uh, and I hate those kinds of endings. So uh, that sucks. And the other thing is just like they promise to have the side quests be meaningful or like at least interesting in the same way The Witcher 3 was. And I have not experienced a single quest like that yet. People claim that they're there, uh, but I have not seen it in 20 hours of gameplay doing every side quest I can come across. The other thing it's, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you can go ahead. I was just going to say the other thing I've heard is uh, the main story has like a Mass Effect 3 issue where there's this like intense like sense of urgency that like this is like I have to do it. But then mm-hmm. it has all this like side stuff that just feels like at odds with like the main story. Oh, definitely. Like you are definitely on a ticking like a clock. Uh, you like you the main character will literally die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where yeah. like I, I w- I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, and we'll talk about that more. But yeah. like that does like such a good do- job of just being like, all right, we're just gonna take a little break and just like go out into the world and just kind of like do some side stuff for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it, that is put into the main story. Yeah, but like when the crux of this fucking game is like, yo, dog, you need to get help or you're going to literally die. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, but what if I just like went into this building and killed a bunch of gangsters for a thousand dollars instead? And it's just like, that's not compelling. And like, that's what a lot of the quests I've found in the world are just like, go into this building and kill these people. Why are you doing it? I don't know, because you'll get like some money at the end. And it's never like The Witcher where it's like, oh, I'm learning about a new monster type or like even. I'm solving this weird mystery. And if that is in there, I have not seen that yet. And at this point, it's got to be really few and far between, to be honest with you. Um, And so like, that just sucks. And like, other than that, it's just like a fine first person shooter. I was going to ask, how's the shooting? Because it's fine. The, what I've seen, like my only like issue that I would have is like the enemies seem a little bit more bullet spongy than I would want. Oh, they're very bullet spongy. And so like, that's the other thing I think is weird is so many people are being like, this is like one of my favorite RPGs I've ever played, but the RPG elements seem to not matter. Like, it seems like they're only there to be like, isn't this an RPG? Because yeah. like, if you headshot people, they still die. Like no matter what, like right. headshots are what you want. And like, sometimes, yeah, their level would be like, Oh, I might have to headshot them twice 
or something. But like, yeah, if you're just shooting them in the body, they're super bullet spongy. So the thing that I think is like just illustrates to me how little the RPG mechanics matter is like my dude sucks with shotguns, like absolutely terrible. Like I'll hit a guy and it'll do eight damage, but it will knock their body over. And then if I shoot them in the face with the same shotgun, they'll die Mm. instantly. And so it's just one of those things where like there are so many skills and there are so many trees and just so much of it seems like it doesn't matter because guns will always be the best thing you can do. And it's like, that's one of the weird things is like in a cyberpunk world, I would expect that like the hacking would be cool and interesting or that I would be able to spec fully into blades. And like, I have started specking into blades and now I'm way better with blades, but like, it still is just like no matter what the shooting is going to be the thing you want to do yeah yeah I, so I, yeah. I don't know i heard like watchdogs did a better job with oh i think watchdogs does a much better job of hacking than this game yes. does which i mean i'm not saying that's not like me saying like watchdogs did an amazing job with the hacking that's just more me saying like that's what i heard yeah like that's that's a pretty low bar yes it's uh, a low bar so, so so like that's that's what i think is wild um and, and there's just so much about it like the world feels so like nothing is going on like there is a lot there but none of it is meaningful in any way like the npcs are not interesting and like they'll just be like other npcs in a lot of other open world games where you like walk up to them and they'll say like a one line of dialogue mm. um and it's just yeah like there's nothing going on man like nothing the only things you can do in the open world are find missions to go kill people kill people or like go to a shop mm. and it it's not that there's like that many more things in an open world game but it just nothing matters like there's so much space and there's nothing worthwhile there in my opinion and like that's what i think kind of sucks now when this gets cleaned up and it uh-huh. like doesn't have bugs do you think i would enjoy this as just like a first person shooter campaign where i just ignore what's happening in the story and like the shooting is good enough that i could have fun with it playing it like that I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I guess maybe you would think it's fun, but like the story is the only part that I would care about in this game where like I would play it as like a far cry. Yeah. Which like, I guess it's basically just far cry. That's how I would go into it. Just like, I'll get some experience. I'll level up and just kind of like put on a podcast, not pay attention and just like have fun with it. Like that's, that's how I'm thinking. Like, eventually when i get this game like i guess i guess you could do that but like i don't think that would be fun but you just don't think far cry would be fun no but like i think that if i you were gonna play a game like that i think far cry would be a better game to do that in mm. i and i'm going i plan on doing that when that comes well, out. yeah i mean like i i would just say like i i just don't think people should play this like mm. I, I i don't know like it just I don't know. Like it, it needs so much for me to think that it would be a good game. Right. I where like, I, I like brain dead open world games where I, I don't pay attention to the story and I just kind of play. Mm-hmm. So like you and I are at such odds with that. Well, stuff. Yeah. But like, even I don't know, most open world games just have more than this. Sure. Sure. Like, that's my thing is like it. Sure. I, I'm down to sometimes play a brain dead open world game, but mm-hmm. like, it's gotta 
hook me at all. Like I, 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 there's just nothing to do. And it's, it's not really like far cry where like, Oh, I'm like crafting shit out of like alligator teeth to be able to do whatever the fuck this upgrade is or whatever. It just, there is crafting. None of it is like meaningful in any way. And you're getting so much loot that is so meaningless and shitty. It just feels like so much of it is half baked. Like it feels like they were in the stage where they were trying to make a fun game for so long and just like throwing everything they could. Like, what about this system? What about this system? And none of them seem like they interact or mesh well together at all. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a bunch of disparate systems that don't matter. Yeah, that's that's I am shocked. I really am shocked at how this game turned out. That is. And so like, this is not to disparage anyone who is having a good time with it. Like if you're having a good time with it, like good on you. And right, if it's right. like exactly what you expected it to be, that's cool. I think you should play it and enjoy it. But I just, I don't think they should be able to get away with how, like not what it should have been. It is like, it, not just, they lied. I mean, they, they lied straight, lied. like straight up. They lied. And, and on multiple occasions about multiple things. I mean, like, and so there is a list on Reddit of the things that they said were going to be in this game that they never announced were not in this game that just aren't there. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things they touted was how amazing the AI would be. Yes. And like how they would like flank you and all this shit. And it's like, well, if what you meant by amazing AI is what I experienced earlier, where they were crouched behind uh, cover and forgot I was there and I could just shoot them in the head until they were dead, then amazing AI. Amazing stuff. I don't know if like you would even want AI that is flanking in a first person shooter. I so in this game I would because then it would make the systems they made worthwhile. Okay. Sure. Like I just it, stealth to me in this game is stupid. There's no reason you would ever do stealth unless you wanted it to take longer. Mm. Like there's no reason to do it. I feel like you could say that about a lot of games though. It is, but like this game is very clearly trying to be like Deus Ex. Right. And that's the most shocking thing is the fact that they didn't even hit Deus Ex. Uh, That's. And like, that's what like, sure. Deus Ex is a cool cyberpunk world. I did read all the shit in that game. The first one. Because it was cool and I was interested in it. And like you could spec your character. Well, other than the boss fights in the reboot Mm -hmm. in a way that like was unique and interesting. Like, I just feel like nothing is meaningful. Like none of the skill trees really change you that drastically in this game. And like the hacking is like, Ooh, I would, do I want to distract these enemies? Like I don't need to dog. I can just shoot them right in the face and there's no consequence. And it's one of those things where like sometimes in quests, they'll be like, oh, it would be better if you did this non-lethally. But then if you just shoot them in the face until they're dead, they're like, oh, that's a bummer. And like you wouldn't have gotten any additional reward or anything. There's no reason to do it stealthily. Right. So like what the what the fuck? And one of the things is like, I I bet they will try to fix the AI because of the way they fix things in the Witcher two and the Witcher three. Like that just seems like the kind of thing that they would do over time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just so curious as like what this game will be like in a year once all the bugs are fixed, because they still claim they're trying to put out that multiplayer as well. Well, that's, that's one thing like th- I, I'm the PS five and Xbox series X or S version, whatever they're calling mm-hmm. it. I mean, that was supposed to come out in what, like 
April, March, April. I don't know that they ever actually gave a date for it. I'm just like I'm in 2021. But like that's that's got to be pushed back like two three months at least. Oh, it ha- it has to be because they I can't think... release that and be like, oh yeah, by the way, the PS4 version still broken. They have to fix that version before they can release the PS5 version, right? Yeah, def- definitely. <laughs> so, like, um, and it's just it's one of those things where like, I, it, graphically, it's a crime on the base PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. Like, it looks bad. Mm-hmm like really bad. And I think that it looks slightly better on the PS five, but like if you look at comparison shots between like even okay settings on PC and the PS four version, it is night and day. Like it is so obviously noticeable that it like, it looks like it's a generation apart. Wow. And I, I like, I don't know what they're going to do with the PS five version, like in the series x version like are they gonna add ray tracing or something which i think would be good in this game in a game that has a lot of colored lighting and like neon lights and shit but uh, yeah i I, I don't know what that what that will even be at this point and then like they said they're making that multiplayer mode but they're also making like dlcs on the scale of what the witcher 3 had and i don't know man i so desperately want to like this game i wonder if it's one of those things where they will completely overhaul a lot of systems or add in other new systems and then like maybe i will enjoy it more but it just feels so devoid of soul i i don't think they can do i don't think there's anything they can do to get you back because you're gonna play this and never play it again i mean that's possible I, not just possible. It, it's just the way you play games. You keep it telling is. yourself, I'm going to go back to No Man's Sky because it's good now, but you'll never do it. Hey, I played The Witcher 3 this year again. I beat the final DLC. I, that's different. Because The Witcher 3 is like, what are your favorite games of all time? I, no, I know. And this is definitely not. No. But it's, I just... Ugh. So I want to experience a good cyberpunk thing. I I bought uh, the cyberpunk book Neuromancer. Mm. So I'm going to read Neuromancer now to have a good cyberpunk aesthetic experience because I'm not getting it from this game. There are just there are so many things that I just wish were better. And even if the bugs were fixed, I still think it's just like a f- f- mediocre first person shooter with RPG elements. Like, right. And that that is a fucking bummer. I I do hope that the main story pans out, at least because I like I said, I think the Johnny Silverhand stuff is like kind of interesting, like some of the stuff that happened today uh, where it didn't crash for the first time. Uh, but I think it was because I wasn't in the city. I was in the desert outside the city. OK, I think that's why it didn't crash. Um, but like some of the stuff that happened today, I thought was like cool and interesting. And it's just will that pan out? I have no idea. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, I just, this fucking game is such a bummer, man. And like I said, if you're enjoying it, good, good on you. But I, it's for me, it's just so broken that it pisses me off every time I fucking boot it up. If this wasn't cyberpunk and this was just a Ubisoft game, mm-hmm. you would have just stopped playing by now. Right. If this uh, prob- probably, yeah. But there's something about it where you're like, I have to see this to the end. I just like, I want to like it. That's what is annoying to me is like, I just, there are not enough high budget cyberpunk aesthetic games that come out that it's like, yeah, I just want this to be a good game. Like the last one that came out was 
the second in the Deus Ex reboot franchise. And I didn't play that one because it was just like I played the first one and they were like, oh, we made it again. Right. Basically. Uh, and so it's like it, not not to disparage that game at all. I, I bet that that was a fine game, but it's just like I had already played the first one. So it was like I knew. Yeah, I don't want to do the same thing again. You know right. I mean? And like that was the last high profile game that took place in a cyberpunk world that I can think of. And it's like, I, I do really like that stuff. So it's just, I want to like this. I want to like the characters. I want to be able to go around with a fucking katana and annihilate people and hack their eyes. Uh, but it just, yeah, it's so fucked up. Yeah, this is, I, 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 I am honestly shocked. I, I really am shocked by how this game turned out. Yeah. And then like just the fact that it's being pulled from PSN and like it, they're offering full refunds to everyone, I think is crazy. Yes. Absolutely crazy. <sighs> yeah. So I think that's all I got about it. Okay. Do you want me to talk about something or do you want to uplift yourself and talk about 13 Sentinels or Grindstone? Uh, I guess I'll just keep going. Um, I I platinum 13 Sentinels uh, right when I beat it. Um, I I guess I can't say a lot about it because it's just a story focused game, but I really like this game. Uh, I don't think the ending is like great, but it's one of those things where the ending just has less impact because you learn everything comes together before the ending. Mm -hmm. So like the ending is just like, Oh, we just have to like end the story now, even though you already know everything at this point. So it's not to say it's bad. It's just like, Oh, well the, the climax of this story that matters happened like an hour ago. Right. Uh, But it, it is good. And I think everything comes together. There's a lot of wild shit that happens in this game. And that's that's all I'm going to say. I hope VanillaWare can make another game. Uh, if you enjoy mechs and time travel stories, you should play this because it is it's got those things in it. And I think it's a pretty well told story that is just very interesting uh, in how it's structured and how they were actually able to put it together and have it like make sense. Oh, good. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, I played a lot of Grindstone, which I just I just like this game. Uh, and I knew I would because I watched a lot of people play it when it was only on Apple Arcade last year. Uh, and I was like, man, what if they brought it to Android? I would love to play it. And then they didn't, but they brought it to Switch. So, you know, I'll take it because I can still play it. Um, it's kind of hard to describe as a puzzle game, but I will try my best you play as this really buff guy uh, and (laughs) he's got a sword and the field in front of you will be filled with different colored monsters. Uh, And so you basically make a path by matching the colored monsters and you can go uh, any direction, even diagonal. And so what happens is like you can make a path of, yellow people right yellow monsters right and you'll make that path and then if you hit the a button he'll just slash through all of those um but what happens if you get 10 or more is it makes a grindstone and so then what happens if you're say you're matching like five blue guys and there's no more blue guys but there's a grindstone you can go to the grindstone and then you can go to a different color 
and make a larger chain. Uh, and so that at first starts off being really easy, uh, but then the enemies can start attacking you. So like if you wait too long, uh, they will start to attack you. And if you end your turn next to someone who is about to attack, you'll lose a heart and you have three hearts. Um, okay. The goal, the goal of each level is to kill enough monsters to open the gate to get to the next level. And it starts off where that's the only objective, but then uh, as you go on, it starts to be once you open the gate, then a treasure chest will drop and an enemy will have a key. And if you kill the enemy with the key, then you can get the treasure chest. Uh, and then they start adding in another element, which is these enemies with a crown. And so they'll have a color to them and you match enough. Like they'll have a number five on them and you have to have a chain of at least five to be able to kill them. Uh, and then you'll get their crown and there you also get materials which you use to craft items and those items can be used to help you in battle like the first one is uh, a shield that you can use once per battle and so if you know that you're gonna have to end your turn next to an enemy who is attacking you can put on the shield and block the damage from that uh and there's other things too like you can use a sword to kill everything that's around you in a circle in hopes that maybe different colors will spawn and things like that but um yeah i don't know it's just a fun puzzle game it has like over 200 levels in it i am at like 20 something uh and there are daily challenge modes to see how far you can get and that's it it's a puzzle Uh, game that was meant for phones uh but it is on the switch now how long does like you said there's like 20 levels or 200 mm-hmm. levels right yeah how much does like how long does like one level take i'm just kind of uh i mean if you're just trying to get to the end like a minute or two tops. okay so like i how much was it uh it was 20 but i had a lot of my nintendo wow. points so i paid eight dollars 20 20 dollars seems like a lot for just like a mobile game port doesn't uh, it? i mean it has a lot of content in it i guess it, it's i guess it just sounds like a lot for like a mobile game port. and it doesn't it doesn't have like any free-to-play elements right, or anything because right. it was made for apple arcade yes. so yeah so well okay then i'm you like those kind of games anyways typically so like, i do yeah so i i was i knew i was gonna like it so i was yeah. waiting for this and now i got it so that's cool. Was it only on Apple before this, or did yes, it, get... it was only it was specifically only on Apple Arcade, so you couldn't even like just buy it in the in the App Store. Yeah, I was gonna say if it was ever like ported over to the Google App Store, no, I... no, yeah. So like you couldn't even just buy it in the regular store on iPhones. You had to subscribe to Apple Arcade. So well, it's cool that it's somewhere else now. So yes, um. Is that basically it now? You've been just kind of suffering through cyberpunk. You finished Sentinels and now you're having fun with Grindstone. Yeah. And I, so I'm going to continue to play cyberpunk uh, and hope that the patch fixes the crashing at least. Mm. And I have a fuckload of games that I like want to start or try. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Is there anything that like to try to get through or at least try for game of the year stuff now? Yeah. Like I want to do, I want to do call of the sea. And since it's not that long. Um, okay. Yeah. That's... I will, I will try to do that at least. Um, but like, I want to try to play monster sanctuary. I bought Sakuna of rice and ruin and I never ended up playing it. Um, I'm trying to, there was another, there was another game pass game that I was going to play. Oh, Haven, I want to try. 
Um, and so we'll see. And like starting the 24th, I don't work for 10 days cause the, the college closes. Okay. So I will have a lot of time. I just don't know if I will end up using that time to play all of these video games or not. The one bummer is we're doing our game of the year categories on the 23rd. That's fine. All the games that I am playing, I don't think are going to be like, I don't think they will really qualify for the categories as much. Okay. Um, Yeah. Unless you want to just push that back and do that. Like, no, 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 definitely not. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Um, then I guess I'll start talking about the games I've been playing. Yes, sir. Uh, is there anything that you look at here? The either Yakuza, Assassin's Creed, Call of the Sea, or Spider Man? That sounds. Uh, I guess. I mean, we can just go in the order they're in. I think. Okay, I'm going to lump Yakuza and Assassin's Creed together. Okay. Uh, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but I feel like I've talked about both of them enough that you know my like at least how I've been feeling um, yeah, yeah. about the games. Um, but like, I don't know why, but I find these games to be like polar opposites where like, if you remember like Yakuza, like when I started playing, I was really hot on it and yeah. in Assassin's Creed, I was pretty cool on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, over time, I found that I've been cooling on Yakuza and heating up on Assassin's Creed and just kind of enjoying it more. Interesting. Uh, to the point where like Saturday night, I was just like, I kind of just want to play Assassin's Creed, and I didn't really want to play Yakuza. I gotcha. And but I was like, yeah, I should play some Yakuza. So I, <laughs> I booted it up and I started playing, and it was Chapter Seven, the one where you like, it's like the you're seeing like the Geomon, I think it is. With oh, the Gomijil. The Gomijil. Wow, I wasn't even close. Uh I'm glad you're here to actually know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, which I, I'm sure you remember, you have to like you have to fight a lot of enemies. Yes. And then at the end, there's a boss battle. Yes. Is it against? Uh, it, he has white hair. Han Jungi. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a problem, Manny. What is that? I don't have any items. Um, they <laughs> take out your healer to the point where he's not. He, you can't use him. Oh, and battle. you probably don't even have Airy. No, I don't. Okay. I So I have three three characters. Mm-hmm. Uh Adachi has no health virtually and no MP. <laughs> um the woman I can't think of her name. Uh Psycho. Psycho has about half health and about half MP. And then I have the main character who who's doing all right with the stuff. I literally can't beat the boss. Interesting. I um, And it's not a case where I'm not leveled high enough because I looked it yeah. up and you want to be about 17, 18. My characters mm-hmm. are around 21, 22. Yeah. I just tried over and over again. I'm not even getting halfway. I'm not coming close, Manny. Interesting. I To the point where I had to just, I had to give up on the game. Um. So that's weird because I had, well, there's an optional character and I had them at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had four people. I also always buy items in that in those games. So I had a fuckload of items that I could use. Yeah. Uh, but also by that point, I think most people have changed Psycho to be an idol so that she can heal. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't touched. I haven't. See, like, I don't play JRPGs. I don't play with those kind of mechanics. 
so I haven't I didn't I just didn't touch anything. I was like, well, I've already leveled up these these um these classes or whatever you want to call it. They're 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 jobs, but they're basically classes. Yeah. Where you can like switch around and like change. And I was like, well, I've already leveled these up. I don't want to take time and level up something new. I have a healer and I have this and I have that. Also, like is I don't know, I must be missing something, but like Ichiban has a a, a move that will revive people, right? Uh, it has like a 20% chance to work. I think I was going to say it's never worked for me. Never. Yeah. It, that Ichiban also, when he levels up has a move that heals everyone. I, I don't so, have it. Um, interesting. Uh, and I, as I said, I don't have any items, so I can't heal. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, my options are to go back to a private save of like three hours mm-hmm. or just not play the game, which I was already cooling on it. Yeah. I saw like, yeah, it kind of breaks my heart, but I, I man, you, you quit before the part that makes everybody quit. I, I quit before like I, but yeah, it's really, which like, I'm not a JRPG guy. I will completely yeah. admit that. Like I don't buy items. I don't like, I don't. Well, it. I mean, I usually never use items either, but in Yakuza, especially that game, because of the way the fucking MP works, I was like, I have to buy items after a certain period of time. See, I was just running around, like, just fighting, and then I would just go to restaurants and then just completely heal up. Mm. So I wasn't buying items. I was just, like, essentially going to Pokemon stops or whatever, Pokemon centers and healing that way. Yeah, yeah. Because you get the MP and the HP and stuff. So, and, Mm. And, like, I was buying, like, items to, like, equip and, like, upgrading that stuff so like i don't know <laughs> normally the game will like be like oh here's a save point where you can heal up before like here a boss battle's coming the game didn't really have that no it did not in that one i don't think and i'm just like why would this just seems like it was poorly designed yeah i don't know i don't so like i i if i was getting close to beating the boss but when you're not even getting halfway you're like this isn't happening there's no world where this is happening. <laughs> also, I do want to complain about one more thing. Mm-hmm. And this is just a JRPG thing, and you're just going to say, well, that's just how JRPGs are, Matt. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a point where I, like, used... Like, because I have a couple items, so I, like, use them on Adachi and Psycho to get them, like, healed up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's okay. I, I'll just, like, I'll let Ichiban die here. And I have one item. To oh, no, revive. I do hate that. Are you going to talk about how the game is over when Ichiban dies? Yes. And the other two have full health. It's like, what is the point of this? Well, like, so that's bullshit. I, I have, I hate that in every JRPG. Well, that's what that's, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in most games anymore. I, but like, that's, that's like a weird holdover thing. thing. Yeah. Like, I was and just, it does happen in Persona 5. And I fuck, it's obnoxious there too, because so I'm going to complain now. Okay. Near the end of Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> so persona games usually at the end have instant death spells that the enemies will just spam and so it's like oh it missed everybody else but it killed the main character so you're fucked now and you have to start i fucking can't stand that and so like a long time ago like forever ago like the ps1 era most games stopped doing that yeah and so now when it comes back in games i'm just like what the fuck why does anyone think this is a good idea like you still the other characters have the ability to resurrect them like you have items that can resurrect them yes why do this why do this 
Yeah, that 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 was one no- thing I wrote down. I was like, "Why is this in here?" Like, who? Ironically, both fun? of those games are put out by Sega. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I I fuck I can't stand that. I'm with you. That's bullshit. And games have mostly not done that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I I can't stand when that happens too. So like, one thing I wanted to discuss with you is, <clears throat> do you want to turn this episode into a? on the point spoiler cast for this game where you can uh, talk about it in full rather than doing a frosty because I'm not going to go back and play this game. So if okay. you want to kind of tell me what happens. Yeah, we can, we can do that. Um, but before I ask, do you recognize the boss you're losing on? Uh, no. Okay. Cause he is one of the main people of Yakuza six. Oh, Okay. I mean, he, well, d- d- well uh, we can we'll talk about it, it. Okay. in the spoiler section, but he, yeah, he is uh, a character that is in Yakuza 6, technically. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I did not recognize him. That's why they cover his face for the first couple scenes where he is in. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about I, it. You, you will probably remember as I talk about it, but yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I know exactly who you're talking about now, and it makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's my experience with Yakuza. I was 18 hours in. It's fine. Um, I okay. kind of hope this is the direction the game they like they they take Yakuza. But if they do keep going this way, I think I might be done with Yakuza. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. Uh, just because I I'm just not a turn based JRPG guy. You love them, I know you do. And for your sake, I hope they keep doing Yakuza. Like, yeah, this. I don't think they're going to though, because I think a lot of people are like you, where they're like, I was playing these games, and now it's a completely different thing. Uh, well, it so. it would be one thing if like they didn't have these weird difficulty spikes or whatever. Where like there are a lot of them too. And it it is weird. I so like I it is very clearly like their first stab at making an RPG. So like some of the stuff I can try to forgive, but like the fact that you are in a place where you can't leave uh, to go like get items, that's like next level bullshit. Right. Uh, And so the other difficulty spike people thought most people think that it is impossible to leave that area, but it's not. Mm um because you can take it people didn't realize you could take a cab back to the main area um mm. yeah, this part i i think you are actually trapped there because like all that's happening is i fail i lose all my or lose half my money and then like ichiban revised and i have to start the whole battle over and i was like i'm just gonna lose all my money and then i don't know what happens so like i don't mm-hmm. Cause I had like a lot of money that I'd been saving up for items and stuff to like to equip, but yeah. so like I don't. So th- there's another thing that I think is bizarre, like especially early game. Uh, when you lose half your money, it is devastating. Right. Uh, you can put the money in ATMs at the like convenience stores. Oh. And I did not know that until the end of the game when I was like, "What's this icon? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a fucking ATM machine." <laughs> And so, like, they never give you a tutorial about that, which is bizarre because they give you tutorials about everything else. Right. So that one, I was just like, oh, well, that would have been really, really helpful at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that would have been good to know. uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, you tell me about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which you are enjoying more now than before, where you seem to not like it really at all. I, I, I think it's more just like 
I've now gotten so far that like expectations are gone, and I'm ex- I, I'm just kind of accepting it for what it is. Okay. So like I, I and I'm I accept that it is just a brain dead open world game where I can listen to podcasts and just play. Mm. Um, I will say that I'm 41 hours into it now, and I was like, you know what, I should do. I should start doing any of the main story stuff because I haven't touched any of it. Oh God. So now I'm doing all that and I'm just getting all this experience and I'm like, Oh man, now I'm just like over leveled because I was just kind of just running around the world, just doing all the side stuff and collecting everything in like every new area. Yeah. So yeah, like that's, so now I'm doing that and I'm like leveling up a lot faster. Uh, So I don't have a lot to say other than it's it's an open world game where you level up and you just listen to podcasts. It's it's great. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, Call of the Sea. I did finish mm-hmm. that over the weekend nice. or the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, as I said before, it, it definitely is like Firewatch. It has more mm-hmm. puzzles, so it's to me it's kind of like a mixture of like. Uh, Firewatch and maybe like The Witness, although The Witness had very specific type of puzzles. Yeah, but I get what you mean. But like, I, it, I, I had seen in reviews that yes. it has a lot more puzzles. It, it is very puzzle heavy yeah. uh, to the point where I did have to look up a couple puzzle solutions because mm-hmm. I was like, I am too stupid for this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I overall enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that did surprise me was uh, at the end of the game, it, it like you you saw like who the cast was. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, the the protagonist, the main lady, is Sissy Jones, which I don't know if you remember who that I, is. I do not. Uh, she was Delilah in Firewatch. Oh, shit. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. And then her husband, is, who, like, you don't necessarily see, but, like, you, you just hear, like, because like, she's gone to this island to find her husband. Yeah, she's looking for him. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you just kind of hear him in, like, dialogue or whatever. And that's Yuri Lowenthal. Oh, okay. So, like, they did get some get a pretty good cast of like uh, voice actors. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does have an interesting story, and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say at the end of the game they have you like make a decision that is a very tough decision. So interesting. Uh, no, I yeah, I would say it took me about five hours. So it's definitely yeah. I saw it. most people said it was roughly about five hours. So very doable you could absolutely yeah. sit that, that sit down and do that in a day especially with the way you play games yeah yeah um i don't know if it'd make your top 10 but i do think you would enjoy it enough so yeah yeah uh and then the last one is uh after i establish that i'm not gonna play yakuza i'm done with it that meant i could play spider-man maybe <laughs> and like i was right the PS4 version is fine. It is. It, no, I'm. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, why wouldn't it be? It plays just like the 2018 version. Wait, it you is. mean it doesn't crash constantly and look like shit? They no, don't have to it, offer you a refund. No, it looks really good. Oh shit. Um, which actually, I had a weird bug because remember I played the 2018 Spider-Man earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. I had this really weird bug where like I flew through a building, <laughs> and then I was just like. 
in like i couldn't leave the building so i was just like nice a swinging in this like basically blocks cube as i just like was able to see like the outside world but like all i had to do was fast travel to another point and then it was like the game was fixed so it was just so, yeah, like miles morales does have a lot of bugs but they're all like visual bugs that i think are hilarious like have you seen sometimes he'll just like lose his head in cutscenes. i haven't i haven't encountered a single bug so I, I didn't either, but I've videos of these were circling around and like there was a way that like if you hit things in the street hard enough, you would like become them oh. so that you just be like a trash can swinging webs and shit. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so those are really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I the only thing that it broke for with me was uh, the PS5 broke. Yes, I remember. Uh, you and I had to I had to unplug it. But like other than that, I mean, and it auto saves like every two seconds yes so that none of it's ever really that much of an issue um i but yeah i'm this is exactly what i thought it would be i'm enjoying it mm-hmm. uh my only quote-unquote complaint is i don't like uh the side collectible i don't know exactly what you talk call it where you're like collecting sound samples Oh, it's because it sucks. It's, That's why you don't like it. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, have you finished it? No. Oh, man. I just. <laughs> so I had a conversation with my coworker, Nigel, after we finished that. And it was just like, <laughs> this is just bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I've only done. I did the, the first one because you have to do it. It's. Mm-hmm. And then I did another one and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. But... Uh, I think the you get a suit as a reward and mm-hmm. I think that suit is really cool. OK, um, I might just because I'm this is one of those where like I could see myself platinuming. Well, and it's like it's not hard. Either. No, like, no, I, the, the, hard. I mean, it's just like it, I like I said, I it took me 15 hours and that was like also replaying the first like hour or two of the game mm-hmm. so I, I i will get the platinum sometime when they patch in skipping cutscenes but i yeah i mean it it's it's easy enough and short enough that I yeah yeah like i and i'm enjoying like i just like being back in that world yeah, just like swinging around and swinging around shit. like being in that world but it's winter i it's just enough that like i just like that and i like miles as a character yeah and i'm enjoying the story i'm only I, I'm I'm only about eight hours in. I think mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna stop because like right now I'm just like doing all the side stuff and I'm barely advancing the story. I think mm-hmm. I might pivot and just try to like because I if I mainline that story, I'm sure I could beat it in like three hours. Oh yeah, very quickly. Uh, and then like I could just clean up the open world stuff because yep. I I just want to get that done before we do our categories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I assume like they're they're there's the potential that like there could be a moment or a character could really stand out at, by the end of it. So like, I want to just kind of see that stuff before then. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like Spider-Man miles Morales. If you have a PS4 and don't have a PS5, you do not have to worry. This game runs. If you like 2018 Spider-Man, you will absolutely like this game. Yeah. And I mean, Sony is never going to do a first party game dirty like that. No, no. I don't so. think Insomniac is going to do a first. Party no, game. I, I just in general, but no, I mean no. like also Sony would never be like, Oh yeah, this version sucks for the one that 10 million people have. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, I, 
Spider-Man Miles Morales it was my most anticipated game f- ever since it was announced. Like it was like my most anticipated game coming out this year, and it has not disappointed in the least. So I'm very yeah. happy. So. so that's cool. Yes, I'm happy that you like it. Yes, um, I mean I liked it too. So I'm yeah, like I, I I can't imagine anybody that liked 2018 is like this is a trash fire. This. I can't believe it. I, I have to play as a black guy. <laughs> Like, yeah, that that's the only thing that I feel <laughs> yeah. like someone could get upset about. And at that point, fuck yourself. I did. So, see, like, yeah, I did see someone like there's Spanish in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The it's so offensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 adios. I, how am truly, I truly, truly, I do love everything about Miles Morales. The yeah. Game. Like, I, I think it's streamlined. I think the way the story flows mm-hmm. quicker is like in service of the way the game works i just just all of it i think is excellent also i i'm not as familiar with spider miles morales Mm -hmm. so like tinker finding out who that actually is i was like that was a good surprise for me that was a big surprise i was like whoa i didn't see that coming Mm. um so yeah i'm just enjoying it yeah i it is it is great um so i guess now we'll move into the impromptu a Yakuza spoiler cast. Okay, so I we can't talk about everything that happens in this game because it will we will be here for the rest of our adult lives. Sure, sure. Um, so there will be specific things that I I, I want to talk about. Do you have any questions about where it goes? Uh, well, like where I was, where I ended up, I just found out Namba. Like he's actually joined the group because he wanted to find out what happened to his brother. And I was like, yes. finally, the story starting to get interesting again. Cause it, it, it started like, in, this happens in all Yakuza games where like the middle of the game, it just kind of, like, I don't want to say it gets boring, but like, it just has this dip and then it picks up again at the end. No, I think there's a pacing issue in the early part of that game. That is like a wild pacing issue. Like, yes. the, because he, so for those who have never played this game, the you play as Ichiban Kasuga mm-hmm. and he is in the Yakuza and he joins the Arakawa family. And his job is to basically like other than to do Yakuza shit is to take care of the master's son who is like in a wheelchair because he has like a muscular uh, disease. Oh, God. Can we? I, I just got to say, I, it was so heartbreaking when like his girlfriend oh and you see like it, uh, I, I don't know if you were getting there but like oh my god that broke my heart when he was oh, like don't don't you you wait okay okay well, there's wait, so wait. much of this game there's so much oh wait is that uh, does that does that continue through like towards the oh, end oh yeah that comes oh back, okay okay yeah so in the beginning you basically like yeah you are with the young master who uh you are basically tasked with taking care of uh and he always wants to go to this hostess bar and uh meet up with this girl who is a hostess who he thinks he's like in love with and Uh, they legitimately he legitimately thinks like they're in a relationship and everybody else is just like she they're in a relationship and everybody else is just like her job yes and you're just um, like, which oh. I think is like a thing that happens a lot in yes. Hostess Club, uh, which is how they are able to get people to spend more money. Uh, this um, happens also with female streamers. Uh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, it's. 
But yeah, so you go, you go there. Well, you you start off in Kamurocho. Like it, this is all happening in Kamurocho, which is where almost every other Yakuza game takes place. Yes. Uh, and you go there on his birthday, and he gets some experimental drug uh, from America that basically like is like an adrenaline shot, so that he can like use his legs and feel like. Uh, he's like a real person because he's like has super low self-esteem and like hates that he can't walk and stuff. Um, So he uses the adrenaline shot. He goes in, uh, he gives her this like wild gift. I can't remember what it is. It's like the world's greatest watch or something. Yes. Um, And and, like they shame Ichiban because he has like no money and just like bought like, it's just something very minor. And I'm just like, okay, this is his in theory his boss's girlfriend like yeah imagine like fucking cares what ichiban got you like, like imagine on. like he, your boss you like you go out to dinner with your boss's wife or something like that and it's like her birthday and you're like i yeah why would i spend hundreds of dollars on your boss's girlfriend yeah your but also wife? ichiban is broke as fuck well exactly so it's just like it, it was stupid but bef- so slightly before that sorry there's so much that happens in this game that i will well and like uh, well and the other issue is i literally just sprung this on you so you were yeah. not prepared for this <laughs> um so slightly before that he like asks to get this girl and she's not available and so mm. ichiban goes over there to be like oh hey the young master is here we gotta um have this we we need her to come over here and she is with uh someone and he goes over there and says hey like you gotta come over with us and she's like nah and then the young master comes over and says the same thing um and she does end up coming over but what comes to light is ichiban goes to the bathroom after they give the gifts and he finds this hostess girl meeting with the guy she was with before basically talking about how stupid she thinks the young master is and like how she doesn't really like him, but she's using him to get his money. The person that she is meeting with and in an actual relationship with is the head of police. Uh, And so like, that is a bizarre thing to me at that point, but that comes into play much later. Um, But basically the young master hears that conversation and realizes that like no. this was all a lie oh well i guess ichiban hears it ichiban does but he also did oh did he yes oh that's I... why he is he comes in and asks ichiban because ichiban felt ashamed and was sitting in the stall and waiting right. but he the young master heard also and that's why he gets pissed off and leaves Okay, like I, I that was is that explained later? Shown later? No, that's that's just like in context. Okay, because the he's all butthurt and sad, and he throws the money at you, right? And says like, whatever, I'm gonna walk home. And he, that's why Ichiban says, "How long were you listening?" Mm. And he was like, "Oh, long enough or whatever." Okay, I guess I just didn't catch that. Um, and so then you leave uh, Ichiban hangs out with the boss of the Arakawa family, which I can't fucking remember his name offhand. I can only think of he was the, uh, he was a killer. Oh my God. What the fuck is I'll try to look it up for you. Just I'll never be able to think of it. Um, but anyways, he goes out to dinner with him and then the next morning, he gets a call from him saying you have to come into the office and he is asked to take Arakawa. Arakawa. That's his last name. What's his first name? Masumi. 
Masumi. There you go. Um, he was he's asked to basically take the fall for the second in command, Joe Sawamura. Um, Sawashiro. Sawashiro. There you go. Sawamura is Haruka's last name. Yes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so Joe Sawashiro, basically, he says, hey, he killed uh, Toho clan executive and y- we need you to take the fall for this. Uh, so Ichiban wanting just to please Arakawa is his main goal in life. Um, so he says, yes, I would do anything for the family. I will go to jail for it. And uh, that's that's it well because like no he, questions asked. he felt like he owed his life to arakawa masumi arakawa because yeah f- because he basically gave him a purpose yes. more or less and rescued him when he fucked up and got in bad with some yakuza guys yes um so he goes to prison uh and in prison some guys basically like try to you know jump him and he gets mad because they shit talk Arakawa and then he beats the shit out of them and gets his sentence extended. Uh, So he ends up being in prison for 18 years, but he gets a letter from Arakawa while he's in prison saying like, Oh man, you'll always be my family. Like, I can't wait for you to get out. Like we love you guys. Well, I I guess it's also important to note that like before he went to prison and he had to take the rap, he also, he wasn't just like kicked out of, the yakuza he was uh what do they call it uh yeah the, I, I can't think of the word either he's like excommunicated from the family basically like he's no longer allowed to be a yakuza like, like he just yes ashamed. he is he's he's now a civilian yes so like i it's not just a case of when he gets out he can just become yakuza again he has to like so it's much more complicated for him. Yeah, he basically like has to have Arakawa prove that he is he should still be able to be a Yakuza or whatever. Right. Um, and so he gets out and no one comes to see him. Um, and everything has changed in those 18 years. Like basically, uh, the Toho clan was pushed out of Tokyo and taken over by the Omi Alliance, which was always the bad guys in every Yakuza game. Um, and he finds out, uh, that Arakawa was the one who sold out the Toho clan by giving the cops insider information. Um, so the cops executed this thing called the Camarocho 3K, I believe it was called. And it was like, they got rid of all crime, quote unquote, uh, which then allowed the Omi Alliance to move in and then they were able to pay the cops. And so now they are the only Yakuza clan in Kamarocha. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he doesn't believe that Arakawa would betray them and like whatever. But this cop Adachi uh, meets him when he gets out of prison and you find out that Adachi basically was he does not like the commissioner of police, who is the guy that you met at the beginning of the game because he was dating the hostess. Um, and he says basically like, I think he is a shitty garbage person and he is like taking bribes and we need to bring him down. And you would be the person who would be able to help me do that. Uh, so you can help me research that. And Ichiban doesn't believe him because he's loyal to a fault, blah, blah, blah. He ends up finally believing him because uh he sees Arakawa and he tries to pretend like Ichiban doesn't exist and all this stuff. And they end up infiltrating a high level 
uh, Omi Alliance meeting and Ichiban gets shot by Arakawa. And then he wakes up in, how is it? Uh, the fuck is it? Yokohama? No. Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Yokohama is where he's six takes place. Uh, Yokohama come. district. Okay, no, it is Yokohama. That's yeah, that's why. Sorry. Anyways, um, he he wakes up in Yokohama in a homeless camp. He was saved by uh the healer character Nanba, who's who a former a nurse. Person. He was a former nurse. Yep. Um, and they it's weird because you always know there's something going on with Namba because they lock you out of getting his friendship level higher for a very long time. Oh, like he's he's locked at level two for like most of the game. And it just says advance the story, whereas you can get Adachi, Psycho and everyone else to level five before that. Um, so it's like very clear that something is going on with him. But anyways, you decide to like, you know, try to make yourself better. You go with Nanba on some homeless adventures. Um, but there's a part that is very important to the story. And it is Ichiban pulls into the pocket of his his suit and he pulls out a bill that one side is blank which means it's a fake bill right and this is very this this comes back where you are it is like one of the most important things in the entire game and he doesn't he doesn't know where it came from uh and so they kind of put that back in and it you know the game goes on from there basically uh ichiban decides that like hey we have to you know, try to move up in society and stuff. So they end up looking for jobs. They end up saving this local bar from the Gomi Jill, the Korean gang. And then they end up, one of the ladies says that they can live in um, her house, which is a brothel uh, because they need a place of residence to be able to get jobs. And then Adachi finds him again. And then they're all like, you know, looking to solve this greater mystery. Uh, but they take a job at what is a called a soap land, which is where Ichiban was born. It's basically like you pay to have hot naked baths with ladies, uh, and get it on. Um, and the the guy who runs it sucks blah 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 most of the stuff that happens there does not matter um but at the end when they come back and solve that whole quest line he has hung himself or it looks like he has hung himself uh and so they go to the funeral for that and they meet the other party member psycho who is the lady party member and she says like there's no way he would have killed himself and they find out they end up finding out there's so much i'm skipping over but so much happens in this game yeah uh, yeah. uh they they find out that he did not kill himself and this person named mabuchi had him killed and mabuchi is part of the chinese gang uh that i fucking cannot remember well yeah because like the whole point of the city is there's three gangs uh, there's the Koreans, the Chinese. Yeah, the Koreans are the Gomijil, the, the Yakuza, Chinese. which are the Japanese people. They are the Seriyu clan. Right. And the then Chinese. there is the Chinese one, which I fucking cannot think of the name of to save my life. 
it starts with an L, and I can't think about it. Let me see. Lauma. That is his like weird Chinese yeah. name. Wow how did how were they able to do this whole wiki article without saying? I, I maybe you should keep going and then I'll see if I can find the name. Okay. Because I'm like right now, to... like neither of us are talking and reading, and I don't know if it's good podcast material. You know, that's I mean, nothing we do is good podcast. That's no, fair, fair, but we do have like two listeners who like for whatever reason like listening. They can't say what he's the Zhao is the leader of a gang, but they can say his nails are painted black. Anyways, there's the the Chinese people. I think they're the like the Liang Zhe or something. Um, and so yeah, they're they're called the the wall of Yokohama or whatever. I can't remember the name of the neighborhood in Yokohama this game takes place in because there's so many names. But they are there's three of them and they're basically in a standoff. And if one of them breaks that standoff, then it's going to be an all-out war between the three gangs. So what ends up happening is Mabuchi had this guy killed because it was on the Seriyu clan turf, and he figured that someone would look into it, and then he would be able to take advantage of that and use it to start a war between the three factions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is the second in command of the Chinese mafia, and they are he is doing this without the leader knowing that. Um, because he is a shitty garbage man. Um, and so he actually lucks out and that it is Ichiban that, uh, is the one who goes in because he has a Yakuza tattoo. So he can say, Hey, the Siryu clan tried to get revenge on us and like unprovoked tried to attack us. So then they can start a war, whatever. I, I have the um, name. It's Yokohama Liuming. The Lu Mang. Oh my God. Yes, that is true. Okay. Which is the, the, the Yokohama lightning. Okay. Yes. It all makes sense now. I remember. Um, and so basically he tries to start a war. Uh, you, then he's like, okay, kill these guys and leaves you in the weird underground sewer area that takes too long. And yes. then you get all the way through the underground sewer area. You find out that the second in command of the Seriu clan, uh, decided that it was time to fucking attack the, Lumang stronghold which is stupid because it was a lie you go there to try to stop them uh and you end up meeting the leader of the Lumang named Zhao I fucking love Zhao so much uh and he basically says like hey man what you say I don't know because I don't know who you are so you have to go see the Korean gang the Gomijil because they have this wild spy network and know everything and you gotta go have them tell me that Mabuchi is a shithead. Right. Um, so you go there. This is the part you are at. You meet the the boss lady, mm-hmm. the yep. lady with purple hair, and you you go you go through all their dumb shit. You get to the end of that, and you find out that they are actually all three gangs are working together in a money counterfeiting operation. And the bill that Ichiban has is actually a bill from that operation when it was just starting and it was one of the failed batch. Uh, And so the whole set, that is how Nanba, who you said um, he, you find out that he this whole time was looking for his brother and his brother was a journalist 
who was researching this counterfeit money because one of the head people in the Japanese diet was using counterfeit bills to get a whole bunch of power and push things through. Um, so he was researching that and the Gomi Jill found him and made him disappear. And Nanba thinks that they killed him. Uh, well, well, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> there's God, this is there's so much, this plot, uh, so anyways, you find out that they were in this operation and they are like, oh, we have to kill Nan, but now because, uh, you know, he knows too much and he came here to save his brother and we got it. We got to kill him. But you're, you're good, Ichiban, because you won't tell anyone. We know you won't. Whatever. Um, but then you let Nanba go. You have to fight Han Jun-gi which is the second in command of the Gomi Jill. But where this gets spicy and connects to other Yakuza games, as you may remember, if you played Yakuza 6, the head of the Jingwon Mafia, right. Han Jun-gi. Mm-hmm. The same man. And in Yakuza 6, they talk about how he had several body doubles. But as oh. you may remember from Yakuza 6, he gets sniped in the dome when he is about to give you some crucial information about the sweet boat. Right. Uh, and so he dies and the Jingwang mafia dissolves. And what happens is his body doubles were still out there and they ended up having to nowhere to go. So they, a lot of them ended up joining the, the, uh, the Gomi Jill over here and Han Jun Gi was one of those body doubles. So technically later on in his, uh, his friendship events, you find out his real name and you also find out that remnants of the Jingwan mafia are constantly trying to kill him Mm. because they think it's like a disgrace that he looks like the boss and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And he like refuses to become who he used to be and is like trying to become Han Jun Gi. It's really bizarre. He's got a weird personality disorder thing going on. Um, But anyways, I thought that was really cool because when he revealed that I was like, yo dog, you were dead. But then you figure out and learn that he's actually one of the body doubles. So that's a way they can tie it to Yakuza 6, which makes one of the scenes later in the game so much fucking cooler. Right. All right. But we'll continue on now. Namba escapes uh, and you you beat Han Jun-gi and then you... Jesus Christ, there's so much. I can't even remember what <laughs> happens next. Uh, anyways, you leave there and they basically tell you that it's fine. But then... Oh my God, what does happen next? I wish I could help you, but now we've hit a point where... Now we've hit the point where you do not know. No. Oh, 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 oh. So they're basically like, you you have a meeting that you get called to the head of the Siryu clan and you enter the room and all three of the leaders are there. Zhao, purple hair girl, and the patriarch of the Siryu clan are there. And he's like, whoa why would you guys be together? You're like in this weird standoff and you find out that they, all three of them were working to do the counterfeiting operation. Mm. Um, but a lot of their grunts don't know that. So it's basically just like a super high level thing. So then you turn, if you find out that Zhao knew that Babuchi was counterfeiting bills in that warehouse earlier and he was letting him do it because he's like, it doesn't matter. Like it, whatever it's also making me money right um so he was letting him do that uh but it turns out that if it is it gets out there that they were doing this counterfeiting operation for this big politician then they would be fucked 
and like the whole area would collapse financially, basically, uh, because it was actually a good thing that the politician was using them for the counterfeiting because it actually is what created the stalemate between the gangs and it gave them all a place to live because they had nowhere else to go. And it also, it weirdly worked as a way to keep other gangs from entering because yes. it, it, it gave the illusion, it seems like, of a powder keg of like one minor thing could set everything off. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and that was one of the things where like, so that's why uh, Ichiban is, and I, I'm going back to what I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but Ichiban was wanted by the, the Omi clan. Yeah, the Omi alliance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they want him dead. Mm-hmm. But he, because of where he is, he's safe because the Omi, the Omis are so scared to even enter Yokohama because it's mm-hmm. just a powder keg that they, they just know that if they enter it, just shit will just hit the fan. But it seems like it's all just kind of an illusion. Yes. And so they basically say you can't, we can't have Nanba out there telling people about this. Um, so you either were going to kill him. Or you're going to bring him back? No, and uh, yes, I I, I don't want to spoil, but I I am just curious about Namba. Mm. Is it is it all the stuff that he told that he was a he turned, became a drug dealer and that and he was a nurse and he became and then he started dealing drugs and he lost his job and went to jail? Was that all just like a fake story? No, okay. it is a lie parts of it are a lie okay because i was just kind of wondering if like he just told that story but the truth is he was a an honorable or whatever you want to call it nurse so he was a nurse this you don't learn in the main story you learn this in his bonding events okay um he was a nurse and there was a lady at his job that he fell in love with and he just would like admire her from afar and thought she was great. Cause she was like this best really great doctor. And he was lazy as fuck. Okay. And he would take a nap in the back room and he found out one day that she was stealing pills and selling them. Mm. And he ended up taking the fall for her because he didn't want her to lose her job. Okay. Um, and so then he was basically like removed from being a nurse. Right. Um, but he did come to the city. Yes. To find his brother. Uh, and so that's the only thing he cares about, which uh, I, I, which is a big thing. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's a big thing. Your, your brother. Mm-hmm. So they basically, the three heads of the clans tell Ichiban, like, yo, you got to find him or he's going to die from us. And the Lu Mang already sent assassins after him. And he was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? If you told me to go find him? Right. <laughs> Anyways, you find him. He is in the bleach Japan headquarters. Uh, and that is because have you talked about bleach Japan? I did not. So bleach Japan is this thing in the game that is a group that wants to bleach the stains of Japan. They want to bleach all the gray areas. They don't want there to be any more prostitution. They don't want there to be any more gangs. Uh, and yeah, they are basically going around and they protest and want to it, get rid of all that that shit. And from what I gathered, it seems they're less worried about the gangs because I assume they're wor- more worried about the gangs. They were primarily just against the prostitution. Yes, the people that you saw before that is the case. Okay, there, there. Okay, there oh, are others. We'll get there okay. in a sec here. God, this game unravels in the last, which half. is what I knew would happen, and I'm a little bummed mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that stuff. But yeah. at least I'm getting to experience it in some way. Yeah. So 
you go find Namba in the Bleach Japan headquarters and Mabuchi is there Ooh. and you find out that he was hired by Bleach Japan because Bleach Japan is backed by the Omi Alliance. Oh, God. <laughs> so what happens is you beat the shit out of Mabuchi and that's why Nanba ran to them was so that he could be protected and they could help him get his brother and free him from the Gomi jail. So like he, uh, his brother is alive. Well, he, he believes that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you are told you were eventually told that yes, they actually, his brother is alive. This is after non believes after mm. you beat Han Jun Gi, he is alive and he actually lives in their secret Korean village and he loves every minute of it. Oh, okay. So he's totally good, but they couldn't tell Namba that for some reason. And I said, that's stupid. You could have avoided this whole thing. Hmm. Anyways, uh, you beat the shit out of Mabuchi and then you meet the the like second in command of. Well, I guess he's actually technically the head of Bleach Japan. Um, and. He ends up escaping while you fight Mabuchi because they are trying to essentially get rid of their whole thing is to get rid of the the three gangs so that the omi alliance can move in so you end up getting mad after you beat mabuchi and nanba escapes again and you are in the off the main office of bleach japan and they're like what the fuck are we gonna do now and ichiban looks at a picture on the wall and points at it and says who is this and they're like, oh, he's the governor of Tokyo. And he's like, no, that's the young master. I know it is that that is that is Arakawa's son for sure. And there's no way he could be the governor of Tokyo. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dog. That is the governor of Tokyo. Mm. And he's like, I, I know what I'm talking about. Fuck you. And so then they they leave. I can't remember the next parts, but basically bleach japan uh ends up trying to get to the gomijil's like spy tower network thing and it turns out that none of them are actually bleach japan people they're all omi alliance people in like bleach japan clothes and it is because they are basically trying to invade the city so that they can uh take over more or less um and so what ends up happening is the gomijil burn down their whole tower thing mm -hmm. and then so their whole surveillance network is gone but at least they're not like caught and they they get they, they basically get rid of the whole counterfeiting operation so that it can't be traced back to the politician guy okay because they feel like they owe him so much or whatever um, and during this, you are able to capture the the head of Bleach Japan and basically get answers from him. Uh, and so it turns out that Ichiban, well, and also something happens where like you basically see Nanba and you fight him with one of the officers of the Omi Alliance. And then you're able to tell him like, Hey, your brother's alive. And then he goes to look for your brother while you question the head of, uh, of bleach Japan. But basically you find out that it is in fact, the young master Arakawa's son, who is the governor of Tokyo and how he can, he can walk now. 
what happened is he went to America uh, to go to college and they did an experimental surgery that Arakawa paid for with a quadrillion bajillion dollars. And uh, he was able to walk again. And basically he hates everyone and wants ultimate power essentially. And so he ends up like doing good at first and like they create bleach Japan to do these things, but really he has to use the Arakawa clan to do all this stuff. So that's how he's able to get all the money to front his political stuff. That's how he is able to uh, like do anything. That's how he was able to get bleach Japan to power. And so he, to become the governor of Tokyo set up the whole Kamurocho three K plan so that he could basically have Arakawa sell out the Toho clan so they could get rid of it. And then he could be in control of the Omi Alliance more or less. Okay. Um, so he set all this up and is a terrible douche person. Um, and Ichiban still is like, I don't believe he would do that. And it's like, oh, dear God. Uh, anyways, the, the head of Bleach Japan escapes because the, the Omi Alliance guys come and he gets, he is allowed to escape, but he gets killed because he leaked information and knows too much. Um, and so then the Omi Alliance is basically able to take over more or less. Uh, but the whole reason this is happening is because the guy that originally had started the counterfeiting campaign, this is going to be the longest podcast ever. Uh, uh, that's not true. Because I mean, that's not true. Because but. if you remember, our Last of Us podcast was like five hours long. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically the, the guy who started the counterfeiting operation is like a member in the diet, which is higher than being the governor of Tokyo. He wants that position so that he can basically like do all kinds of radical changes in the government. Um, and he needs his funds to stop and then he needs to start campaigning in Yokohama as well, or set someone up to campaign in Yokohama so that he can endorse them and then be able to get into the true big government shit. Uh, and so that starts happening. If you remember, there's that guy who was always with bleach Japan, the, like the, like shitty short guy. Oh, he would like always show up every time he was the one who would carry the megaphone. Right. I can't think of his name offhand. I, but... I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I ever encountered him. His like name. No, he would have been there. No, I mean, like, I remember seeing him, but I don't know if they ever said his name. That's what I'm wondering. Oh, OK. Um, I can't remember it anyways. Right. But basically, they set him up as a puppet because he does truly believe in Bleach Japan because he's a fucking idiot, uh, even though it's very clear that they are run by the Yakuza. Um, and so he, like, truly believes in it. So they have him campaign to be, like, the head of Yokohama or whatever. Um, and basically, everyone is fucked. Because most of the people in the Lumang uh, sided with Mabuchi uh, because they believe like Zhao was hiding things from them or whatever. So they are basically like done more or less. Um, and the Gomijil had to burn down their whole area. So they're still trying to rebuild that. And the Seriyu clan, uh, a lot of their members like died when they invaded the Lumang area or whatever. 
Um, and at this part, you get the remaining two party members, which you get Zhao, the head of the Lu Mang, and you get Han Jun Gi, my boy. Okay. He's so fucking good. Oh my God. Because they're like, we need we need you to stop the Omi Alliance. Like we will help you do that. Um, but what happens is Zhao actually stops being the head of the Lu Mang and the um the purple hair lady takes over the Lu Mang and the Gomi Jill. Uh, because it's like Zhao just thinks that he can't do it mm-hmm. anymore and that he's like, they need something different to pull them together or whatever, right? which ends up working or whatever and allows you to have Zhao join your party, which is tight because he uses like weird s- swords. Um, and so then you go on this whole weird long thing of like, There's just, oh my god, so much fucking happens <laughs> at the end of this game. It's ridiculous. Uh, you go on this whole long thing where you're trying to look for someone to run. Okume oh, is the guy's name from Bleach Japan. Okay, you're you like trying to look for someone to go against Kume, um, and it's just bizarre. And you end up you you end up like going through this whole area because I can't even remember why. But you meet your friend, Ichiban's friend from like the beginning of the game. And he says like, oh, he looked he seemed cool. Yeah, he was cool. I liked him. Uh, You meet him and he basically says like, hey, something is going to happen soon. And Arakawa is going to need your help with it. And Ichiban is an idiot and is like, "Okay, like I'm always in. And. What ends up happening, I'm skipping so much because there's so much that I can't remember in the interim, but it was mostly unimportant. Um, you end up going to Sotenbori, Matt, where you first meet Majima and Yakuza Zero. Oh, interesting. And you are in his club uh, that he used to run. Whoa, and that's that's the first time you're introduced to him. Because like in that, you like do that dance battle thing to avoid. It's fucking crazy. Yes, okay. And so what it looks like in this game is like the graphics are fucking so good in the Yakuza 6 engine. Oh, my God. Uh, But you basically are like, hey, we're going to have to go to this Omi Alliance meeting. Uh, We're going to have to infiltrate uh, because Arakawa is there and he needs to talk to us. Um, So you bring the whole gang with you um, and you are waiting for your friend to call you, but Ichiban is impatient and decides to go in anyways. Uh, And so what is happening is the Omi Alliance is here in Sotenbori uh, because the patriarch of their clan of the entire Omi Alliance was put in prison years before. And he is getting out now. And so they're like throwing this whole huge welcome home party. All right. Mm -hmm. And so you sneak in, not so much sneaking. You just beat the shit out of a lot of Omi Alliance guys so that you can talk to Arakawa and you get to the stairs before because you're, they keep saying like, you got to go to the dragon room. And so you get to the stairs to get to the dragon room and you're standing there and it pans the camera out and you see someone who's going to come around the corner. Oh, do you know who that is? Dragon room. Well, it's okay. So that, that was a little misleading, Okay, but (laughs) fucking around the corner comes Majima. Oh, so he is in the game. So this is the difficulty spike. 
is Majima comes around the corner and he's like, who are, who the fuck are you guys? Oh, and also, can we just like take a minute. Like there was uh-huh. a lot more profanity in this game. There's a lot of profanity. We're like, I don't think there was any before. And then they're like, saying, not really. fuck all the time. I was like, Jesus. all the time. It just shocked so, me. So Majima comes around the corner and my brain is exploding. Yeah, and I was sure, like, yeah. Yo, you got, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It's my boy. And then someone else comes around the corner and says like, Hey man, we're not supposed to fight in here. Arakawa asked us not to. And it's Saijima. And I was like, Oh my God, my boys were here and they look so cool. And Majima's like, Hey man, I haven't gotten to fight in a really long time. And you know what? These guys are crashing our party and I want to fight. And Saijima's like, Oh dear God, we should not be doing this, but you start to fight and it's Majima. And it's hard enough, Matt. Mm-hmm. And then when you get him to half health, Saijima says, let me in on that shit. And then you're fighting Saijima and Majima at the same time. And let me tell you, they do a tag team attack. And the first time I did it, it killed Ichiban in one hit from full health. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this sucks. And so I went and grinded a little bit, not a little bit, a lot, and was able to beat them. And then... Uh, someone when you beat them, someone else comes around the corner, and it is Daigo Dojima, the patriarch of the Toho clan. And he says, Hey, man, Ooh. let's not fight. Arakawa is waiting for them. And then Arakawa <laughs> comes out and says, Okay, uh, everybody come into the dragon room. We got to talk about this wild shit that's happening right now. Um, and then Majima says, Yo, Ichiban, you seem like a cool guy, you're really strong, your friends are cool. And you're like, oh, man, what a touching good moment. <laughs> um, and so then you're sitting in this meeting and then they explain 99% of the plot, <laughs> uh, which is so when the Camarocho 3K plan happened, uh, the young master basically told Arakawa, like, hey, you're going to sell out the Toho clan to the Omi Alliance. Uh, and Arakawa was like, mm, I don't know about that. And he went and told Daigo about this. And so then Daigo said, we're going to let it happen. We're going to let them destroy the Toho clan. Um, and the reason for that is because him and the patriarch of the Omi Alliance had been talking about dissolving both of the clans in any ways. Because they believe that the Yakuza cannot exist as they used to in modern society and that they should be disbanded. Oh. Um, And so in order to do that, they basically put all of their faith in Arakawa to be the acting head of the Omi Alliance while the Patriarch is in prison. But basically they use that to get rid of the Toho clan and Daigo, Majima, and Saijima go into hiding until... The patriarch gets out of the patriarch of the Omi Alliance gets out of prison when they can announce at his return ceremony that he is dissolving the Omi Alliance. And then Daigo will come out and say that, yes, we are also officially dissolving the Toho clan. Um, And so in order to do that, they need as many allies as they can because they believe that the people will not take it well. And so that's why they got Majima there. That's why they got Saijima there. That's why they're asking Ichiban and his homies to be there uh, because they think they're going to need the support. Hmm. So basically they set this whole thing up and they, the young master doesn't know that this is how everything came to be because he was using the Omi Alliance to basically do his political bidding. Right. 
so the meeting happens and they kind of like trick you into th- believing that the head of the Omi Alliance isn't going to go along with it, but he does. He announces that, hey, uh, this is this is over and the people lose their brain and they're getting all pissed off and they're like, oh, this is fake. This is bullshit. Someone's putting you up to this. And then Daigo comes out and they're like, oh, what is the Toho clan doing here? This, fuck this. And he says, we're dissolving the Toho clan, the, the Toho clan. There is no more Yakuza basically. Um, and then the people do get all angry and they basically, say like, okay, if you don't think this is what we should do, fucking come get me. Like, if you kill me, you can be the head of the Omi Alliance. (laughs) And so there's like a million people in this room and they all start coming up there. But then obviously Majima and Saijima step up and are like, fucking, you're going to have to go through us first. And then your whole crew gets up there and says, you're going to have to go through us first. Um, And one of the heads of the Omi Alliance is this ex-boxer guy uh, named Tendo which every time I heard his name, I thought of chicken tendos. And he's a boxer and he's like, oh, I'll help you guys out. Um, And so you're basically beating the shit out of everyone. And then someone breaks through and is about to stab the head of the Omi Alliance. Do you know who beats the shit out of that guy? Kazuma Kiryu. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He comes in, he beats the shit out of the guy, and you're like, what? It's Kiryu. And he is like, he was hired as a bodyguard for the head of the Omi Alliance. Uh, because Majima and Saijima, their brains explode, and Majima's just like, I fucking knew you lived. I knew you lived. Oh, that's right. And they thought he like they thought he was dead. Yes. And Majima's like, I fucking knew you lived. And Saijima's like, Oh man, you were right this whole time. I always told you you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and they ask the head of the Omi Alliance, they're like, do you know who this is? And he just kind of smirks and says, no, I have no idea who this is. I just hired a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, man, this is so stupid. And so then Kiryu helps you fight. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then you're, you're all done and everything works out. And they're like, all right, man, there's no more. There's no more Yakuza. Isn't this great? And uh, Kiryu looks at Ichiban and he's like, man. You also have a dragon tattoo. That's very cool. Uh, but he doesn't like tell him anything about who he is. And Ichiban has no idea who he is. Oh. And so I think it's really funny. Uh, and they all leave. And then everything seems normal again. And Ichiban goes out to eat with Arakawa. And then he's like, do you want me to walk you home? And he's like, no, I'm going to I'm going to go on my own which we all know in Yakuza language means he going to get killed. Mm, sure. Uh, and so then the next day, Ichiban gets the news that uh, Arakawa was murdered. And you don't know by who. Uh, and so Ichiban freaks out and is like, loses his gourd and is all sad and depressed and is like, we have to get revenge. Um and you are looking, I can't remember how this happens, but you are looking for someone who can give you the information. Like you were looking for an Omi Alliance person. And there is this, there is this really disturbing cutscene where Ichiban kind of loses it and he almost kills the guy uh, because he's just like so distraught by the whole situation. Wow. And 
He's about to kill him, but Kiryu comes out of nowhere and stops him and like pushes him back and says like, this is a disgrace. Like you are not being honorable right now. Like you're being clouded by your emotions. Like this is, you are being terrible right now. And he's like, I just want to know who killed Arakawa and I want to know what's happening. And Kiryu says, I know. And I was going to tell you until this moment. And Ichiban like fucking loses his shit and is mad or whatever. And Kiryu's like, you know what? I'll give you one more chance. We will go to the rebuilt Gomijil Tower and I will tell you everything about what happened uh, if I deem it's okay. And so you like wait a day and then you go to the Gomijil Tower and Kiryu is there waiting. And basically... Ichiban starts yelling at him and saying, like, you got to tell me. And he's like, I don't think you changed at all, uh, but I will give you another chance. You show me. And he says, how do I do that? And he says, you have to fight me because you learn the most about someone when you're fighting them. <laughs> and then you fight Kiryu in a boss battle and it is fucking hard. <laughs> so that's the second really tough boss battle. then. Yes, it is so hard. Uh, and he switches stances as you get him to different stealth health thresholds. It's so fucking cool. Is this the chapter 12 or is the Majima the chapter 12? The Majima fights chapter 12. So then this is this the is, second. I, I can't remember if this is still chapter 12 or if it's all chapter 13. But it, then Oh my god, this all happens in just chapter 12? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dog. Oh, yeah, dog. wow. Okay. There's so much. And so you fight Kiryu and then like Ichiban has this really weird thing where he like pretends that Kiryu is a dragon and he's wearing armor. Uh, and so a lot of that was imagined. And what happened was Kiryu beat the shit out of Ichiban so bad he was hallucinating. <laughs> and oh, then he's God. basically like, OK, you're you're kind of cool now. Uh, I, I know that you have good intentions. And so then they go in, they use the rebuilt surveillance thing uh, and they they're able to tell him like basically why the Omi Alliance is moving in. And there's like remnants of the Omi Alliance who are being led by one of the fucking the officers. And I can't remember his name. Uh, but anyways, he, he says, I, I don't know who killed Arakawa, whatever. Um, but he basically says, you have to take down the young master because he's out of his gourd. Um, and he, you have to find him because he will be the one who has all the answers because he was the one who ordered for Arakawa to be killed. Oh, wow. And he ordered his own father, his own father. Um, and so you get upset about that. And then Man. you f get a call from the Gomi Jill who say, hey, yo, dog, uh, assassins are going to kill the patriarch of the Saryu clan right now. And you go there. Uh, and you get into the the room and he's already dead. And Ichiban is like, why is this happening to everyone around me? who is really cool to me. And the person who killed him was Joe Sawashiro because the uh, the young master said he has to be killed as well. Uh, and so Joe. Uh, is in my opinion, actually the coolest boss fight in the game, um, because it is the only one that really like had those cool, like cinematic moments. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Majima's kind of had that with his special moves, but Joe is just, it's this fight is wild. Uh, he basically, Ichiban says like, did you kill Arakawa? And he like, won't say no. 
And so he gets really pissed off and he fights you. And at first he is using uh, a katana. And so like at a certain threshold, uh, the katana breaks and then he switches to like this cane sword and then he uses the cane sword and at a certain threshold that breaks. And then he just gets so pissed off that he picks up the blade of the katana in his bare hands oh. and, and, and the other, like the sharp part of the cane and is just using both. That fight's actually weirdly hard. Also, I didn't fail at that one. Like I did the other two a couple times, but it, it looks really cool when he's using the weapons. Um, and so you beat him and he he breaks the whole plot wide open, Matt. Wait, wait, the, the plot way, hasn't been broken open yet. Nope, nope. In, in a way that actually broke my brain. Oh, awesome. So he basically says, like, I didn't kill Arakawa. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna combine this with some other parts because Go ahead. a lot of nothing happened. He basically you find out that it was not him that killed Arakawa. He actually refused to kill Arakawa. Uh, when asked and so the the guy the other guy the the omi alliance officer is the one who killed him but he decided that to prove to the young master that he was still useful so he didn't get killed as well he would kill the head of the seryu clan um and ichiban is like why why would you do this like why do you like arakawa is dead he ordered his own dad killed like you don't think he's gonna kill you now because you're not useful to him anymore. And there is a very, very important reason why he does whatever the young master says, Matt. And so he goes to this flashback and he tells a story about how he met Arakawa when he was a kid. And he was basically just like a shitty punk. And he got his girlfriend at the time pregnant. And they decided that like they couldn't do it. And so you got to the part where they said how the young master was uh, like how he became the way he was, right? Yeah. Where the father, like he put him in the locker, he had to put him in the locker, which then he had to punch the locker and it was all. Oh, 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 oh Matt, bloody. get ready for this plot. Twist him up. Oh, no. So Joe and his wife have this baby and he says, we got to like we can't have this baby. Like we got to get rid of it. And so what happens is they put the baby in a locker, right? They put their baby in a locker, Joe and this, this girl and they leave and the girl feels guilty about the situation. Um, and says, we got to go back. And he's like, we can't, we can't go back. Why would we do that? They go back and who is there punching the locker that their baby is in, but Arakawa. And so he takes the baby after punching the thing and leaves and walks by Joe and this girl. And they feel relieved because someone took their baby and they think that he will treat it well. And they're still standing there and the whole crowd disperses and the head of the soap land where Ichiban was born comes up with a key to a locker. And he opens the locker and there is a baby inside. 
Oh my god. Oh, I know where this is going, man. Yeah, dog. <laughs> there is so there is there is a baby inside and he says that because Arakawa's girlfriend used to work at Shangri-La, the soapland, that she ended up feeling safer and having the baby at the soapland and like told them just in case her plan failed which locker the baby was in and gave them the key. And so no one is there other than Joe and this girl. And he opens it and Ichiban is in there and he's totally fine. And so what happened is the young master is actually Joe's son and Ichiban is Arakawa's son. I know, man, it blew my mind hole open. And so that's why they had such a connection. And that's why Joe hated Ichiban is because he was like, he felt guilty that Ichiban was like taking care of his son and like, Oh, it, it just was so good. And anyways, Joe tells him all this and he's basically like, I don't deserve to live. And so he, he actually calls and turns himself in. He was the one who calls the cops and says, I killed the head of the Siryu clan and he goes to prison. Uh, and so Ichiban now knows that Arakawa was his actual dad, which kind of actually makes everything a little bit worse. Uh, and that the young master is not actually like Arakawa's son, but is Joe's son. And he actually, it's really fucked up. They hire an assassin, uh, named mirror face who can turn into anyone else. This game is bizarre. Uh, and so they're going to send him in as a cop to kill Joe in prison. Uh, but, oh man, there's so much wild shit that happens before, before that happens, you've, you, you have to find someone to run against Kume in this election. Sorry. This is so all over the place. Uh, and so they can't find anyone, but they decide to have Ichiban run against Kume just so that they can get close to Kume so that then he can get close to the young master. Um, and they don't like that. So they are going to kill Ichiban as well to have everyone out of the picture. So no one knows the truth about him being an Arakawa. Um, and you find out that they're going to plan on killing Joe in prison. And so they do that to lure Ichiban there to, uh, kill him as well. Uh, so you're in this abandoned factory. You fight mirror face. What a stupid fucking name because he, uh, takes the form of a Dachi. <laughs> and so you're fighting a Dachi in this battle and the, the guy who killed Arakawa. Okay. Um, and when you beat them both, the guy who killed Arakawa pushes a detonator on a bomb and it blows up the entire building. And so you believe everyone believes that Ichiban and his homies are dead at that point. Obviously they're not and they live. Um, and they uh, create this whole plan to like frame the young master basically. Uh, and they're going to do it in Tokyo. It, 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 God, there's Jesus Christ. So they go to Tokyo and they meet him on the campaign trail because he's campaigning to be like in the diet or something. Uh, and he basically is like, I'm not dead. And then he ends up getting up to shake his hand. Like somehow he gets on his tour bus and he whispers in his ear that they found a recording 
of him telling Joe to kill Arakawa and then to kill everyone else and that they're going to leak it. Right. Right. And so that's not true. There is none of that. (laughs) Um, But they're, they're going to, they're going to do it anyways. Right. Right. So basically what happens is then he used their whole plan is like bizarre and they, they hope that that means that he's going to send all the Omi officers to like search the millennium tower penthouse where he told him to do this because like, even though he knows it shouldn't be possible, he is still so insecure that he would think it would be. Uh, so he is basically being a, a little bit after that. He is at the ceremony where he is going to be, like uh, sworn into uh, office or whatever. And while that is happening, like simultaneously you are able to be in millennial tower. And I don't, I don't even remember how this happens, but basically they get footage of him saying to kill a bunch of people and they're able to put it on the screen behind him. And so he starts freaking out and like ends up leaving this thing and saying like, I'm going to go to millennial tower myself and find this footage. And like, we'll make sure that none of this like gets further than this because somehow the footage only played in that room. I don't, there's some, this game is bizarre. Uh, And so you, you at that time are climbing up the tower and in the final room where you are supposed to get the, the, um, like the evidence you need uh tendo is there the other omi alliance officer and you find out that he killed arakawa because he saw it as his chance to seize control of the omi alliance and so this is basically the final boss fight and you fight tendo who is so strong because he used to be like the best boxer in japan or something um and you beat the shit out of him And then it like cuts away for a while to the young master coming to the tower and he gets up there. And when he gets up there, uh, Tendo has a gun to, to Ichiban and everyone else is like beat up and like almost dead on the ground. Right. Right. And the young master says like, Oh, you did such a good job. Like, I, I can't believe this. You're, you're the only person who's not totally useless to me. And this was another really good plot twist. And he basically just says like, we have to kill everyone. And he like starts freaking out and like saying all this shit about how, like I can't afford to have anyone fuck to suffer me. Like we have to kill these people and we have to kill these people. And then Han Jun Gi steps out from behind the shadows and he was recording the whole thing on his phone. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Because Tendo wouldn't be in on this. And Tendo, in this case, was the assassin mirror face who turned into Tendo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they beat the shit out of Tendo. And then I guess mirror face was there and he was upset that he was in the building that exploded and like didn't think it was cool that the young master was going to kill him, too. So he's going to help them like show the world that he's a dumb shithead. Uh 
and also Tendo deserved to be beaten to death because he was the one who killed Arakawa anyways. Right. Uh, but so like the young master starts to freak out and Han Joongi's like, yo, we got this shit on film <laughs> and they, they, he uploads it uh, to the internet and it's spread everywhere basically. So there's no way that he can escape this. And he still believes like, no, I can do this. And he like you fight him with a bunch of Omi Alliance guys. There's like a billion of them. There's like a hundred waves of them. Um, and you do that. And the cops show up at once he's done and the cops were all bought out by him. And he's like, oh, well, they would never they would never be able to turn against me because they can't. And the guy basically says, like, hey, man, this is circulating around the Internet. Like, we actually do have to arrest you now because we can't like pretend we didn't see this. Right. And so then he, he takes one of the cops and he gets a gun and puts a gun to his head and tries to leave. And Ichiban keeps saying like, Hey man, I get that you did a lot of bad stuff, but like, no matter what to me, you're still family. Like, but if you kill a cop, you can't come back from that. Like there's, you will be shot dead. You, you can't come back from this. And he's just like, I don't care. And he ends up leaving the building with the cop. He knocks out the cop and is able to get away. But Ichiban knows where he went. And he went to the lockers where they were both born on the same day. Mm. And basically, uh, Ichiban says like, hey, man, I still think we're family and I love you no matter what. And he says, that's what I've always hated about you is no matter what you always stay strong. And I was never strong. I had to get surgery to become stronger. And I had to like use all of this CD money and the Yakuza to become powerful. And like, I can't go back. I don't know how to go back to what I was before. I can't start from the bottom. And Ichiban says, hey, man, I believe in you and you can start from the bottom. Uh, And they actually like he finally agrees after this really long cutscene, like, yes, I'll turn myself in and I'll go to prison and like I'll be able to start over and we can be a family. And Ichiban is like, "Okay, that's so great. And I was like, oh, man, they're really going to let him live, huh? No chance. They're all of a sudden someone runs up to him and he's knifed in the gut. And I was like, who is killing him? And it was the fucking bleach Japan guy. Kume Oh, stabs him because he says, I believed in what we were doing. And I thought that we were bleaching the gray areas of Japan and you lied to me and you are actually what we need to bleach. And so he kills him. And I was like, man, this shit's fucked. And Ichiban uh, is holding him in his arms as he's dying and he's like hey someone call 911 and uh, the young master dies in his arms and he doesn't even get to tell him that Arakawa was not his actual dad and that it was Joe and I think that's the most fucked up part uh, and so and everything ends up working out in the end Matt other than that everyone that's important to Ichiban dies uh, and then they end up going back to Yokohama uh, and they have a funeral for Arakawa. Well, both Arakawas. Um, and they then ask like, Hey, Ichiban, I know that like you, uh, aren't from here, but we would like for you to stay here. And he tells them like, yeah, I'll stay. Uh, he makes his decision after uh, Daigo actually asks him to 
help him run this organization that will help get all the displaced Yakuza like real jobs and like be part of society. And he says no to Daigo because I'm, I'm going to stay here. Um, and it's actually like a really kind of heartwarming ending where he basically is just like, no, I made a lot of friends here. And like, I was basically a nobody, but this town saved me more or less. Um, and then they, he like walks off into the sunset as he is like, yeah, I really like this town and I'm going to stay here. Hmm. And the end. Jesus, this, this story goes places. It goes places, but I, the moment when Majima and Saijima entered, I almost lost my fucking brain. I had a feeling it was going to be something like that when you said like, Oh, because you would know. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, because you were. I was a little disappointed that Kiryu did show up. Mm. Um, and I didn't get into that part. I guess I can talk about it a little now. They don't tell Ichiban who Kiryu is. Yeah. Well, no, you ever. said that. You said like. No, no, but like they when they meet him again. Oh. Like after you fight him and he's telling you everything with the Gomijil, like they, they don't say who he is because apparently the deal he made with the fixer is that no one can know he's alive still. And if he gets like too involved in anything, they will kill him. Right. So he's like, basically has to be a shadow forever now or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like the Gomi Jill know who he is because they're not stupid. Right. Um, And the other, there's actually a part where Ichiban almost kills the guy where, Hanjun Gi has a conversation with Kiryu, and that might be one of my favorite scenes in the game, where Kiryu walks up to him and he says, hey man, you look familiar. And he was like, oh no, I know you. You are the head of the Jingwan Mafia. I watched you die. <laughs> and he says, like, I'm not the person you think I am. Um, and they just have this whole really good exchange where Kiryu is like, you know what? I actually, like, I think I figured out who you are and you know, the man that you look like was a great man. And he like tried to do good things and stuff. It, it's just as a really heartwarming scene right. where Kiryu basically tries to tell him like, yeah, man, I know you might not be good with yourself, but like the person you are trying to be was actually a good person. And I, it was just really cool. I don't know. And like, no one would understand that if you didn't play Yakuza six, but I thought it was cool. Um, and yeah, so it was all interesting and like Majima and Saijima now are going to like work with Daigo to like help displaced Yakuza and stuff. And there is technically no more Yakuza. Mm. So I don't really know how they're going to deal with this in the future. But yeah, that, that's interesting. That does seem very interesting. Now, this yeah. is a. Uh, I, I already know the answer, but I want to ask this question anyway. Did you play this game in English or J- Japanese? Oh, Japanese. Yeah, I figured. I I regret picking English. Oh, yeah. Because, like, at that point, it, like, just made a lot of it feel a little bit more disjointed. So I'm super curious, and I want to look it up, what the English scenes with Majima, Saijima, and Kiri, who are their voice actors? Yeah, that I'd be curious about as well. But, like, yeah, uh, one of the big issues I had, because I, I was enjoying, like, the overall story, but a lot of mm-hmm. the moment-to-moment, like, conversations and dialogue, it just mm-hmm. wasn't working for me. And mm-hmm. a lot of it was just, like... It, Early on, it's like the the four of them as a group, and it's Namba, mm. Dachi, and Psycho, and mm. they're all kind of like playing off each other, and like, uh, it 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 seems like 
it, it seems like there's like there's this like weird flirtation, especially between Psycho and Namba, mm. and then Adachi's making all these like weird inappropriate comments. Yes, uh, but like it just wasn't working for me in the English because it all just mm. kind of felt like it was just four actors recording individual sessions by themselves. <laughs> Yeah. And there was just no chemistry between any of the actors and everything. And I don't think that would have been an issue at all if it's in Japanese and if you're just reading it. No, but there are a lot of weird things with the characters, like especially around the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Psycho's purpose stops existing. Yeah. I mean, you stopped mentioning Psycho and Namba. Yeah, and she like stops. She stops having anything to do with anything like Adachi's whole thing. I forgot about that part that does end up playing out. And he is the one who is able to uh, arrest the police chief, okay. which is a tight moment. Yeah, I, I, yeah. that. Um, but like, I figured there's got to be a reason why you basically stop talking about all. Three yeah. So like they Namba continues to be important throughout the whole thing. And so does Adachi. Like mm-hmm. he's always there, but Psycho's never really there. There. And while Han Jun-gi and Zhao are in some of the scenes, it's very clear that like they kind of just threw them in as two party members at the end because they don't really interact with the rest of the party in a meaningful way a lot of the time. And so I think that's just a byproduct of them like turning the whole game into a JRPG in eight months. And right. I mean, the plan was to have it be these four. And then they're like, well, JRPGs add characters as the stereo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, usually they're incorporated in the story a little bit more. Yeah. And so like they had their parts and like Zhao was important earlier on. But then once he joins, he like never really has a part. It does seem like they just had intended to write him out of the story completely. But then we're like, oh, but he's cool. So we could like have him be a party member. Exactly. And like, I agree. Zhao is cool. And I really like his moves. And Han Jun-gi is my favorite character in the game. So like he actually does have parts later on. So that that's kind of weird. But there are parts where he doesn't show up for very long periods of time. Hmm. so some of some of the the, especially the back half of the game feels very strange in some of the story sequences but overall i really do like it and i think some of the plot twists are well earned i don't i still don't know how i feel about kiryu even showing up at all like i think i would have just preferred it if it was majima saijima and daigo because then it's like okay they like their cameo is meaningful for the overall plot whereas kiryu just felt like they kind of had to put Kiryu in for fans of the series or something. Right. Which I mean, so, like, his parts felt kind that. of out of place. Majima already had done that at that point. Yeah. So it's like that boss fight was cool. And I mean, I think the Kiryu boss fight is one of the cooler ones in the game as well because of his stance changing. Right. Um, But yeah, I don't know because it's just like his story is over. You know what I mean? And I do think it's kind of cool that Ichiban still has no idea who the fuck he is. <laughs> So then he can't just like fanboy over the dragon of Dojima or whatever. Right, right. Even if he knew who that was, he just is like, who the fuck is this guy? He seems cool, but like, I don't know. He definitely would have at least. Well, actually he might not have known because he might not have. Yeah. Cause they both would have been in jail right around the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Cause like it was the, well, he would have, he would have missed out on almost Kiri's whole thing. Yeah. I think. Cause like, I'm trying to think like, Ayakaza Zero was in the 80s, and then he went to jail for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then he, by the time he got out, was probably around 2000, mm-hmm. which was right around the time that Ichiban went into jail. Went into jail, yeah. So yeah, they probably did miss each other and didn't quite... Mm-hmm. 
and it's very clear that Ichiban had no idea what was happening in the outside world. No, yeah, and then I saw a lot of people being like, well, then how was Daigo the patriarch? And it was like, well, he was in prison for 18 years. Like, it happened at the end. Right. So, you know, Daigo would have been the patriarch in 2017 or 2018, whenever that happened. Right. So, um, but yeah, I just, and like, I think a lot of people probably thought the part where Ichiban was also in a locker was kind of corny, but it like blew my mind open where I like saw what was happening and was like, oh my fucking God, Arakawa is actually his dad. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that that's a, wild. that's a Yakuza plot. Twist. That's a Yakuza ass plot twist for sure. But, but I, mean, I, I was plot twist. It was. I was so on board with it when it happened. And I was like, oh, man, that also explains why Sawashiro is like mm. s- does whatever the young master asked him to do is because he feels fucking guilty. And it it just I, it made that character make way more sense. Yes. And it just. Um, oh, oh, fuck. I actually forgot one of the most important parts of the entire story. Oh, OK. <laughs> Which was it was not Sawashiro that killed the Toho person. It was the young master. Hmm. So Arakawa lied to you about uh, who you were going to jail for. Oh, wow. See, oh, mm. God, man, it, it, yeah. you can't help but think like, man, if that didn't happen and Arakawa got to raise Ichiban. It would have been so totally different. Yes. Yeah, man. I mean, Ichiban's life would be so different. Yeah. And like the only reason that Joe ended up uh, going to be in Arakawa's clan was because he knew that he was taking care of his son. And like, he found out that he had like a disability because he had been out in the cold for so long. And he just felt like he owed Arakawa for taking care of his son. It did. Okay. Right. Yeah, that is. Hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Shit's wild. It is very wild. So, yeah, so I think there are a lot of parts where the pacing is like not great because most of the large story things happen Second like half. chapter twelve and onward. Yeah, it seems like all the which I mean that always happens. It's always that always happens, but like this one much more so. Mm-hmm. Like everything happens in chapter twelve and on. So, you know, mm-hmm. and Nanba's brother was good and happy. He's getting married to his Korean wife. So I don't know why they didn't just say that. Because it would have saved a lot of issues in the plot. Sure, but, sure. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it was like the, the lady who was meant to like keep an eye on him, he fell in love with or something. It's like, wow, well, yeah, it sounded like you had a rough time in captivity. My God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. Um, so Nanba found his brother... I psycho's plot stops pretty early on. And like Adachi is able to get his revenge on the guy. Um, and Ichiban, everyone he loved died, but now he has a new family. So it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a long podcast, but that's, that's what I got for you. Oh uh, yeah. It almost, it ended up being almost three hours, but like mm-hmm. you got to, Get your thoughts out on Yakuza. So I, yeah, man, you clearly I, had a lot of thoughts. Oh, I, I could probably still talk about it for a long time. Cause then like that doesn't even get into the gameplay aspects of it and stuff. But like, I mean, we both know what it plays right. like. So. And I wanted to do this cause like, I'd like to do more spoiler cast. It's just hard. Cause like you and I have such different, different tastes. tastes. Yeah. 
and so like we did the last of us and now this and that was basically so i'm saying this right now and this will be this won't be a regular podcast episode but it'll be a special episode if nukio plays 13 sentinels I have I have to talk to a human being about 13 Sentinels. The plot of that get like, oh, my God, take what I just did about Yakuza and amp it up to 17 billion. Like we literally wouldn't even be able to talk about the plot necessarily Mm -hmm. because it happens so out of order. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like I would like to do a Spider-Man one. It's just uh, really tough because we're doing game of the year, game of the year. So like I don't know like by like January are we even gonna want to talk about Spider Man? Listen, I'll talk about Spider Man. I love the plot of Miles Morales. So okay, um, yeah. If we want to, because like because like as I said, we got the categories game of the year, mm-hmm. and then we always do the preview for yeah. the year. Unless we want to push that back and do like the first January, we can figure out a Spider Man. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Because this one um, that's another one where we both are playing at least. So. Yeah, but that'll be pushed back at least a couple weeks. So try to keep that in mind. So. And so usually next week's episode uh, is very long. Yes. Um, just so people are forewarned of that. Uh, but we are going to do the game of the year categories. Yes. Uh, next week, I think we'll just do any loose end news and maybe not talk about the games we played because uh. I think it'll be largely the same. Yeah, I mean, like, unless I have, like, something I quickly want to mention about Spider-Man that's happened. Yeah. Like, I won't have anything new to say about Assassin's Creed. And I, yeah. unless, like, something big happens with uh, Cyberpunk, maybe we'll do, like, a Yeah, I, I probably won't want to talk about very much in terms of what I played next week. So it'll probably just be some short news stuff and then the categories, mm-hmm. which usually takes us a long time anyway. Yes, so. which I'll, I'll just run uh, down what the categories are for everybody ahead of time. Okay. Uh, which I forgot to tell you this one in the, the Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Old Game of the Year. Oh, okay. Uh, so like... Ooh, I know what that is. Uh, we'll just do a top three of that. Which... Can we do a top five of that? Best old game? Or like our favorite old games of the... Like old game that we... Play. I mean, if you want to, yeah. Because like I, I have I, five that I really would like to talk about. I was going to say, I do not. I did not play many old games this year. I, There's only really one, I think. Okay, I could easily make a top ten list. So I think I could do my top one. Okay. Uh, if if you we'll only see. want to play one, talk about one, um, you can do that. Um, but then it's yeah. best music, which which we're we're both making our own top three lists. We are not going yeah, to yeah, debate yeah. these. We decided. No, 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 we're not. Because our tastes are just so different. That so different. <laughs> uh, but we're doing best music, best story, best character best feel so that's basically best gameplay like what what Mm -hmm. like feels good uh best surprise biggest disappointment best looking game best multiplayer Mm -hmm. and then best moment uh there are like i would say story character and moment are spoiler heavy Mm -hmm. uh so at least get ready you know like we'll, we'll try to like warn but like i'm telling you now like the last of us is probably going to get spoiled. Um, yes. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I probably will spoil. Nice. Because I'm ready. You'd never, you didn't play any of that. I so. did not. Uh, I will probably spoil 13 Sentinels. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Cause it's impossible to talk about without you can't spoiling spoil it, that. So. Cause I need to play it. Man. I know. Yeah. I know. You, you can't do. ruin it for me. Uh, but yeah, 13 Sentinels. I will probably spoil. Uh, I mean, we just spoiled all of Yakuza, but I, you know, uh, yeah, and I, those are probably the two 
big ones. Maybe Assassin's yeah. Creed I might bring up in some conversation. Mm. I want to hear all about Odin. See, it's going to be so hard because, like, my big thing is, like, do I just, like, take, like, two or three moments from, like, The Last of Us? And that's, like, my... You could. I mean, it has very large moments. Yeah, I mean, like, we could easily do, like, a top three moments of Last of Us. I Yeah, I agree with that. Because it is a game of moments. But then Ghost of Tsushima has, like, two or three moments. So I got, like, some really tough decisions mm. to make. So, mm-hmm. uh, But, yeah, I think that wraps up this episode. And we are now transitioning. God, I can't believe we're already at the end of December, basically. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, are you planning on putting the next episode up just on the normal Friday? Or do you think you'll just do it, like, that Wednesday? Uh, I'll probably do it that Friday still. Because that'll be Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Merry Christmas. Maybe I'll just put it up on Wednesday. Because, like, I don't think it really, like, matters if we, like, if we just put it up Wednesday, if people want to listen to it then or listen to it on the weekend, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm just saying this to, like, get ready, like, I guess keep an eye out for, like, the 23rd, 24th for our next episode. It's going to be a little earlier. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, sorry for this. Uh, I'm sorry for this long episode, yeah. but it's okay. Uh, Hey, I was surprised and I was the one who had to talk. So I <laughs> get a drink. I'm sure you're thirsty. Oh yeah. Uh, God, I loved Yakuza. I'm so excited that it came out and that I liked it. I was so nervous. Well, one of the games you were really excited about. <laughs> one of, one of them worked out. <laughs> oh God. Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, the good news is it'll probably be on Scott and Willie's top 10 lists. Willie's, it sounds like it's not gonna be very high. Well, it ha- yeah, I don't know. It has to be on his list, though, because I, <laughs> I don't know that he played many more games. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but with that, before this podcast gets too long, uh, the theme song, as always, is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi, an excellent chiptune band. You can check them out. And we will be back next week with our Game of the Year Categories podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long one. Peace out. Peace out.